When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Folks, welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal Ryan, and this is your Friday episodes. That's right. We do two episodes on Friday now because there is too much Vanderpump for just one. I can't, I can't, we got to split it up. Just for my mind alone, I've got to have them in separate places. Part one, we're doing a little differently this week. We're going to start with the recap uh, in part one. Part two, I'm going to go into Tom Sandoval and his beef with Miraval Resort. Uh, Tom Sandoval and his non-beef with Billy Lee. We'll go into Sheena Shea on Watch What Happens Live. And I just put, I just thought it was like, oh, I should ask you guys what some questions you want to know. So I just put a thing on my Instagram. But I won't get to that episode for another couple of hours. So uh, I've already gotten some good questions. So I'll be answering questions. That'll all be on part two. But this will all be Vanderpump-centric. I didn't. Pur- I purposely didn't put Vanderpump news in the last couple of episodes. Wanted to save it all for this. And also, we've got to look ahead to the future. 
We've got to really invest in the future. And what I mean by that is Vanderpump Rules will be over one day. It doesn't feel like it. It feels like we've got a long road to go. But I think we have like a month and a week or a month and a half left. And we got we got pop culture to talk about after that. There are amazing shows out there. I'm re I'm familiarizing myself with stuff out there. I'm trying to come back from this Vanderpump orbit. This this Scandaval put us all in. Ah, damn you, Scandaval. Damn you. How the heck are you guys doing? I I it's it's 9:06 p.m. Thursday night. And it's so funny. I just chugged a coffee. I I I I'm like I, I want to get myself so pumped up for this. I just rewatched the episode. Juliana Carraza once again took amazing notes on this episode. So then I watch it like three times. And the last time I go through with her notes and I make notes on top of her notes and then add my notes that I had from the other. It is. It's like NASA over here with somebody from a degree at Arizona State University. Still NASA, though. Very NASA. Uh, if you like this podcast, please consider rating it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, I did like three or four Patreon episodes in the last week. If you want more, do patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. You'll be able to ask questions over there as well. I'll be doing a Q&A episode this weekend. And uh, I think that's it. Oh, yeah. I'm on the Brav Bros podcast today as well. And we had a great discussion I think yesterday, was it Wednesday? I don't know anymore, but we talked about Jersey, Summer House, a little bit of Vanderpump, but it was so great to finally talk to those guys and I broed out with the, I, I'm an unofficial brav bro, I guess. So go check that out. They're going to be on my podcast as well. Uh, I'm very excited to have them back on. We had a really good rapport and that's always great, but always, you know, it's so cool. The... It's so cool how many voices you get to hear in podcasting. Uh, and I, I love that it champions... <laughs> I love that it champions the male voice. No, I primarily think it champions the female voice. But like we talk about on the Brav Bros podcast, it is so nice to be able to be a part of this. I have never wanted to be the head of anything, but I just want a seat at the table. So thank you for letting me sit at this table with you uh, and scream and yell and get all of my id out. Because at, at, the, at the end of the day, and for all you guys listening, just remember... We're five bad decisions away from being Tom Sandoval. Like, I literally, I always say that. Like, I'm the biggest idiot of them all. Like, you know, really. But this is a good template for what not to do in your life. And then, really, I would say the final, t- the final thing not to do is just don't go on Howie Mandel's podcast. <laughs> just don't- <laughs> Howie, the thing is... Like, no, I mean, I still am laughing about the Howie Mandel podcast because what you're seeing with this episode is even how he kind of manipulated the truth in the Howie Mandel podcast. And we'll point that out as it goes along. But it's always funny, the stories that we tell ourselves and the stories that we try to we try to make things look a little better for ourselves. Your version of the story. You know, we all have your, you know, the version of the story that we want people to know because it explains potentially a little better and makes us not look like such dicks. And it's weird, though, because now we've got all of these episodes, you know, where you're like, dude, it still makes you look like a dick and potentially even a bigger dick because it shows how much plotting and thought went into some of this, into the betrayal, into the cheating. This wasn't just a, we were splitting up and then I found Raquel after we were already broken up. Like, no, it seems like he had fallen in love with Raquel or whatever, he, you know, it, it, it made me a new man. Like he had that kind of energy, but he failed to break up the other relationship. 
And he waited a very long time to do that. And it seems like he told a lot of people, except for the person he was actually in the relationship with. And I think that's where, um, you know, I keep going back to that thing on Howie Mandel where he's like, I don't know why this is such a big deal. It's such a big deal because... Because if you had done it the right way, it would have been sad, but it wouldn't have been a big deal. It would have been life. But what he chose to do, though, is blow it up so big, fail so spectacularly, trying to make himself the hero, trying to protect Raquel from this, not protecting Ariana from this, use mental health as a weapon. He did all of these things. Uh, I, I hope most of them were subconsciously and not completely conscious. But he did all of these things, and that's what makes this so spectacular. That's what makes this so gripping week after week. And, I mean, I just don't know how he went on. I, the Howie Mandel interview, I just keep going back because I'm like, knowing what he knows these next couple of episodes are going to show, it just doesn't show the relationship was falling apart. It shows that they had bumps in their relationship, which a lot of relationships do. But even in the scene, which we're going to talk about tonight, Ariana is like kind of the perfect partner of like, well, Tom, you know, I'm sure I annoy you a lot, too, in this relationship. And like it's, you know, you could tell he was like, damn, this isn't going the way I thought it would. I thought she was going to like leave me. You know, when guys are so horrible, they try to be horrible on purpose in certain situations because they're trying to get the girl to do the dirty work and break up with them. That's what this reeks of. And it sucks so bad because if Tom had just made the right decision. And like what? He's like 41, 42 now, you know, and hopefully he'll never put himself in this situation again and he'll never put any other female in this situation again. But it's just, I think that's the thing is that I just had him pegged as such a different person. Once again, we all make mistakes. We are just primed that way. And I will say it feels like just from reality television and the life I witnessed myself, that men are the perpetrators of some of the biggest mistakes out there. Once again, I'm not saying women don't make mistakes. I'm not saying women don't lie. But it seems like all of the examples I can point to is, yo, that dude has a dick too. That dude has a dick. What am I? <laughs> These guys all have dicks and they're being dicks. Um, so we're going to get into this episode. Uh, a real quick uh, update on personal stuff is that, and listen, I want to dedicate, this is so stupid because I don't think, uh, it, it, you know, of course I have all the stuff going on with my mom and she, uh, she really, you know, it was really bad a couple of weeks ago and, uh, they did the radiation tre treatments and were able to break up some of the bone cancer in her spinal column. So it wasn't, it was really painful. She was, it was really, really, uh, upsetting to watch and, and, so they, they did radiation treatments and were able to make it a little more manageable. And she is on this new uh, infusion with immunotherapy. We're hoping that things uh, work. I'm, I'm, I was already supposed to be back there, but unfortunately, uh, and I don't want to, I'm not going to talk too much about this because it's not my place, but my ex's, uh, my ex's mother passed away this week. Uh, so I just wanted to dedicate this to uh, Phyllis. Uh, she really was an amazing woman, a beautiful woman, and uh, she had a, a really she had a great laugh and a great sense of humor herself. And uh, I don't think any of them are listening, but it's one of those reminders about how uh, life is. And there are so many beginnings and there are so many endings, but you know that they'll never be ending because these people will always be with us for the rest of our lives. Um, and I think that is something good we can take a take. Uh, from that. So unfortunately that has happened and I'm going to be with my dog uh, while she's away um, 
dealing with all of that horrible stuff. And then I'll be back with my mom. Man, it's just, it is so wild, you guys. When everything hits, it seems like it hits all at once. I'm sure it's like that for you as well. Um, okay, that's enough of the series. Oh, wait. Oh, two last things. <laughs> two last things. It really is a conversation. I feel like we're having a conversation that I'm just monopolizing. But it really, I really look forward to these in particular. Like, I need to get all of this out. Two things. Um, okay. One, does anybody have a good LASIK guy? My vision is getting so horrible and I think I'm going to bite the bullet and get LASIK. If anybody has any recommendations, if there's any back alley LASIK surgeries, you know, I'm willing to, you know, I'll go in a back alley and let somebody cut my eye open for the right price. Uh, but if anybody knows anybody in Los Angeles or Arizona, which I'll be a lot, uh, at as well, let me know. And then, uh, this is the other thing I, I had somebody reach out about organization. I believe in the Facebook group. So bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. What's up baddies over there. Um, I do need a personal organizer, um, and it, it, preferably somebody that would even be willing to work with me in person, uh, just to start for a couple of days because, uh, yeah, that's my, my weakness. And I, I'm really committed to getting better at this because Maritza reminded me that it's my birthday. I think on Monday, is it, what is today? Today's the 20th, 21, 22. So it's Tuesday. Tuesday's my birthday. So I'm like this new, Hey, when I'm turning 22 on Tuesday and I said, 22, I'm going to get organized. That's going to do it. So if anybody has any recommendations on that, um, uh, just email me or email Sandra or Meditza and have them put you in touch with me because it's something I'm, I really, it's just like, I wake up feeling bad every day, just about how much stuff I'm letting slip. And it's just important that I don't do that this year. Okay. On to the fun stuff. Waka, waka, waka. Scandal. Here we go. Now, uh, also, I wanted to point out, Sheena Shea was on Watch What Happens Live with Michael Rappaport. Andy, if you're listening, I know you're not, but please, there are other straight men out there besides Michael Rappaport. Please. I get it. He's like a fun character, you know, like Mickey Mouse for potty mouths and things like that. I like Michael Rappaport to a degree. I think his opinion, I think his takes are trash mainly. I'll never forget him literally living inside the asshole of Lisa Rinna and Erica Jane. Well, I like Michael Rappaport. Yeah, I'm Erica Jane. I'm performing in Vegas. <laughs> but uh, they were on and, and Michael Rappaport was comparing this season to a Kurosawa, uh, Kurosawa film. And that was like, a, I was like, oh, wow, look at him dropping Kurosawa, which, of course, is the legendary filmmaker Akira Kurosawa. And I think Michael Rappaport uh, didn't fully understand that because he was saying, oh, wow, now that you look back, you get to see all of these things happen, which we've all talked about. It's given this season, which was already a good season, a completely different lens in which to you know watch it from. And that way you watch these episodes multiple times. But Kurosawa actually is known, uh, this one film called The Seven Samurai, I believe, is it, or wait, what, what is the film? But it's a film told by three different perspectives and each is the same story, but you see it from three different characters point, uh, Rashomon, uh, Rashomon, anyway, three different characters point of views. And so this isn't exactly like Kurosawa, but that's what it is. Like Kurosawa would be if we saw this entire season through Sandoval's eyes, and then we went and saw it through Ariana's eyes, and then we went and saw it through Raquel's eyes. That would be truly incredible because Sandoval, especially in this episode, did you notice how hard he's working? Like he's like, Louis, like getting upset. He's like, we got to open this bar. We've got to do it. Like, 
he's like losing his mind. And you know, at this point, they had already started hooking up. That's not even a guess. They already had started hooking up. And so you see this dude in real time losing it. Like he was over at Lisa's Villa Rosa and there was like just sweat pouring down. And at first, if I hadn't known about the cheating, I was like, dude, he's a sweater just like me. I love that dude even harder now. But now you read into it of like, this dude doesn't know what the F he's doing with his life. He is in free fall. And that's usually when you go to a therapist. But Tom said he went to a therapist to, to, to have them break up with Ariana for him. I think, once again, I'll just say it right off the bat, that uh, I'm so into mental health and helping yourself. I hope that Tom is really doing the work away from Raquel, not for Raquel. There is something potentially broken in the way he handles women in his life. Um, I would say certain uh, behaviors myself I have dealt with, um, not to that extreme, but there are certain things that keep popping up again. Like we all have those things in life, like certain situations. I know I could tell you immediately what mine are, um, but he does have this issue and he did it with Dodie into Ariana and now Raquel, like Ariana into Raquel. And it might be worth just for long-term happiness to really sit with his, like sit with himself for a long period of time before he jumps into the relationship that makes him feel like a new man. I would hope that Tom will be able to make himself feel like a new man. I, you know, maybe it's the band that will make him feel like a new man, but who knows? It's just so frustrating. Also, remember, these are characterizations. They are meant to be silly and extreme. Now, I did the Tom Sandoval lisp uh, on the Howie Mandel. It was a lot because there was so much Tom Sandoval. And even I was getting annoyed with the lisp. Uh, thankfully, there's only going to be Tom in just a handful of scenes. Uh, the lisp, once again, and by the way, you can really start hearing the lisp when he gets angry. I'm not just completely making up the lisp. When when he gets angry, you can really hear the breathing up against the teeth. So it'll be lighter on that. And Raquel, remember... I do not think she is mentally challenged. I think she's actually pretty smart. She just has her values in a completely different wrong place. And there really is an evil side of Raquel. Um, we'll talk about it. But uh, remember, for Raquel, I do a shaky voice because that's an extreme thing of what she does. That was why I always had Raquel pegged in a different way because I thought she was so nervous and so insecure that her voice was matching her insecurities when in reality she just might not have good vocal cords you know and she also seems to rehearse every talking I mentioned this last week but she rehearses talking heads like it's like a movie role like have you noticed from beginning to now her talking heads have gotten so this is how I'm going to say things or her scene with Lala. She feel, it feels like she's hitting bullet points instead of actually having a conversation. And once again, we're going to talk about how, if none of this had come out, somebody actually disagreed with me on this. I disagree with them, but I, I got to find that DM to read to you guys. Um, but I think we would be rooting for Raquel. She, we might not like her, but we would at least root for her of like, this is a very confused girl finding her way after she was with a very extreme personality, DJ James Kennedy. Guys night! Oh, I'm doing guys night! I don't like fat fucks! Um, very extreme personality. And so I would think you would root for her. Even tonight, Lala going, mistress, what's up, mistress? What's up, mistress? And little Lala, her vagina, what's up, mistress? What's going on? Lala would really... Lala just 
you want somebody like Lala in your corner, right? She's a verbal assassin. But a lot of the other things around Lala are kind of read as tacky sometimes, just to me. I'm just one viewer, but it sometimes doesn't hit the way that I think she wants it to hit. And then she'll actually admit that she is sometimes all bark and no bite. And she'll even say in that last scene with Raquel, you know, listen, I forgive easily and things like that. And to me, I think that's the real Lala. I just think it's covered up in all of this bravada that doesn't necessarily really do her any favors. Now, I don't want her to walk around like some puddle, like an open heart wound like I am. But at the same time, I just don't think it does her the services that she thinks it does for her, I believe. I think a lot of people have a different opinion than I do, and that's okay. We can all have opinions. That's amazing. Um, But I would love to, next season, I would love to watch that softer side of Lala, that side of really... Really, it doesn't even have to be with Randall, but I I really would be curious about Lala in an actual relationship with somebody who is a good guy or girl, a good person. I would love to see those more intimate sides of Lala, of her really opening up, which I think will even be doubly hard now because Randy, 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 let's just call him Randy. Randy fucked up so bad and he turned out to be such a weirdo that once again, I just think, how does that not mentally affect you with anybody else you have for the rest of your life? And by the way, please do not ever bring up the Don again. The Don was, of course, the guy she hooked up with in Havasu that made her wet the bed. Uh, she was like, the Don did it all night long. We didn't get our security deposit on the Airbnb back. Yeah, Lala, we did it. Okay, this episode. <laughs> Sorry. Guys, if you're listening for the first time, welcome. Do not be scared. I know you're scared right now. We're going to get past that, I swear. Uh, Vanderbump Rules, Season 10, Episode 11. This is called Mistress in Distress. Now, if we're detectives, what do we take by from this? Mistress in distress. Now, this now takes on some double meanings, right? Who's the mistress? We called Lala the mistress at the uh, the the pool party a couple of weeks ago, but now Raquel is the mistress because we think of Oliver, because we find out in this episode that Oliver is also a dirty, dirty dog, dick dog. Um, so she is a mistress now, and Lala's like, ha mistress, but we could also now think that Raquel is a double mistress because she's also hooking up with Tom Sandoval. That's why some of this shit is mind-blowing. And it proves my point further that these dudes, Sandoval and Rocky Rachel, and I will include Schwartz in this in a little bit, they fully are manipulating what they want the audience to feel, what they want the cameras to see. You know, Tom was blaming it on Ariana of like, she doesn't want us to see the real issues we have. So I called production. No, I feel like Tom called production without Ariana's knowledge because he was like, listen, the therapist isn't breaking up with her quick enough. Can we get the show to help? So everybody is also telling me, oh my God, what did the show know? What did the show know? It's seeming more and more obvious that the show knew something. Yes, the show did know something. Allie went to them and said, I saw them being weird. But remember, they've had 10 seasons of this cast being weird. They're always going to like kind of like ask a lot of people, but you'll see in these upcoming episodes, it gets pushed further. Sheena brings it up. Everybody brings it up when they're down in Hermosa Beach, which I think is next week. It gets brought up, but Tom is saying that it's not an issue. Also, you'll see that scene, which we saw in the mid-season trailer, where he's like, dude, we've only had sex three times, Ariana. And Ariana's like, I don't want to have sex with somebody that I don't trust. I believe that was the dialogue. 
Once again, Sandoval is trying to split up with her, but I just feel at this point, it's not... Here's the deal. I don't really think Sandoval had thoughts of breaking up with Ariana until he started really liking Raquel. Because I think at that point, Sandoval probably had cheated a couple of times, said, you know what? I can do this. And Howie Mandel, he said, I can like whack off with a magazine in the bathroom. But I think it was even more than that. I think he probably had a couple one night stands and goes, okay, I can do this. I can still have the relationship with Ariana. And that's what it is. I think the Rocky Rachel Rachella relationship got him to think a little bit differently. Like what if, what if I could just have it all with this girl that's actually making me feel like a man again? And so instead of being a man and splitting up with her, he goes through all of these things. And even now, for the first time, trying to air it out on the show, trying to say, listen, we don't have sex. He does it this episode where he's like, you're always making fun of me. You always don't listen to me. So he's airing out these things. But at this point, it's all disingenuous and you can't put as much stock as you would normally put into it because you know he's already getting his dick wet with Rocky Rachel. You know what I'm saying? So where that would have been completely understandable, it's now, in my opinion, used as a device for us to feel sympathy for him. Unfortunately, he got caught, so we don't feel nearly as much sympathy for him. I'm not saying that we shouldn't feel bad in certain ways if he's not getting his needs met, even though I think that's a that's a them situation. But it's like once you start cheating, you throw it into such a different ballpark that it completely sweeps out your point from underneath your legs. Um, so the cable company gives us this description back in Los Angeles. Lala celebrates her birthday with an epic party. Woo. Raquel, Rachel sets her, what if, what if the cable company starts calling her Rachel too, <laughs> but they don't, they still say Raquel. Raquel sets her sights on Oliver after being rejected by Schwartz. <laughs> yeah. Raquel sets her sights on Oliver after being rejected by Schwartz and also banging it out with Sandoval on the weekly basis. Tom and Ariana discuss their plans to make embryos together. What a cold sentence that is. <laughs> Tom and Ariana, we will go to the lab and we will make these embryos together. The Vanderpump way. Oh, behave. I remember when me and Kin made embryos. It was at Villa Rosa. He wanted to stick it in. I said, no, Kin, we must go to a scientist. I don't want your willy anywhere near me. Oh, okay, Lisa. And then it says, Allie and James witness a suspicious interaction. Ooh. Now, I think Allie was the one that actually more witnessed it than James, because James, I'll be like, what the fuck is this? What, Sandoval? No, that fat fuck. Are you kidding me? Previously on Vanderpump Rules, we see all the girls flying to Vegas a couple episodes ago, and they're like, Vegas, baby. It's so dark because they show a picture of Ariana and Rocky Rachel next to each other on the plane. And remember, Ariana had to go back because her dog passed away. And then Rocky Rachel had to go back to hang out at Guy's Night. And Guy's Night is supposedly where they first consummated their relationship afterwards. Then we cut to Oliver at Vanderpump Paris, where he's like, Hi, I'm Oliver. I'll be taking care of you ladies tonight. And Raquel's like, he's hot. And Lala's like, I think he's like married with kids, yo. Ha ha. And Lisa's like, no, I think he's separated. Lisa, by the way, could give a rip if this guy's married, separated, whatever. He's hot. Girls like him. And I think there is this thing in here, and I, th I think we got like a soft launch with that episode and this episode. I think in a, in some world, 
they're putting out fishing lines of like, hey, if people respond well to Oliver, you know, maybe we'll put him on a Vanderpump Paris spinoff. Maybe we'll use him in Vanderpump Rules next season, right? Didn't you get that? suspicion as well. Now, unfortunately, Oliver came in on the wrong season because if Tom Scandaval had not happened, we would have been like, oh, Oliver cheated. We don't know all the details. That sucks, but okay. But now we're all so hyped and mad about Scandaval that we're like, another fucking cheater? Get this Oliver dude out of here. <laughs> By the way, that's how I picture oh, that's how I picture the audience of Vanderpump Rules, how they sound. Oh, get that fucking Oliver out of here. Get him out. Um, so they're all fighting over Oliver. We see Oliver and Rocky Rachel make out on the dance floor at that disco pussy, uh, nightclub. And then we have a meeting at pump with Lisa, um, where Sandoval's like, we are opening on the 31st. And Lisa's like, that's what you need. That is the spirit, Tom. And then we see Lisa immediately in a meeting with Greg, the gruff owner of Schwartz and Sandy's where Lisa's like, are you ready now to open on the 31st? And Greg's like, no. They're not ready, Lisa. They're not ready. We cut to the girls' dinner in Vegas after Rocky Rachel makes out with Oliver, and Lala's like, we were fine. It's when we got back to the room and I said, bottom line is, I'm going to be honest with you, you with one too many drinks, I would never trust you around my man. And Raquel, in Talking Heads, like, I just feel like Lala's being a hypocrite. You slept with a married man. And Lala's like, disengage, bitch. I wonder if she thought disengage, bitch, would go over like a really good good line. Like she had sent it to Daryl, thank God. So we don't need to feel bad that this isn't on a t-shirt, but I believe there probably were plans if not already out there as a t-shirt for Lala. Uh, then we cut to Cancun. Cause remember we just got off a two episode arc of Sheena's wedding to Brock and we have Katie to Schwartz. Katie's like, you've humiliated me for the last time. And I was like, well, it has been a thousand times. So I guess at the thousandth, the south thousandth time we can stop. And then we see Raquel and Schwartz kiss at Sheena's white party. That kiss, didn't it kind of just seem like just, um, how, what is that? What are the feeling like a, uh, like a tub of lard? Like it just kind of gave me this like lard feeling where I was, I was like sweating, watching it, not in an erotic way, just in an uncomfortable way. It just made me uncomfortable. It looked uncomfortable. We already knew that Schwartz, it just, it didn't do anything for me. Not that I'm supposed to be titillated by any of this stuff. Uh, and then, so uh, Raquel and Schwartz made out Raquel and the goes, my attraction to Schwartz definitely outweighs my desire to be friends with Katie. That's it right there. That's it. Period. Raquel was never going to be a buddy-buddy with Katie because she actually does like the guys more. She is one of those guys' girls, and I think that's why girls potentially don't trust her. Uh, I learn more about that as I do this podcast because women share with me how they feel about these scenarios. And I've tried to understand what's a guy's girl and what's a girl's girl and why people don't trust certain girls. Raquel now is really shining a light on why it is dangerous to let your dude hang out with a girl that has more comfort with guys. I'm not saying that for all women at all. I'm not saying that, but it does seem in this, you can't argue that Raquel, I don't know if she's just a one man wrecking crew or she's completely insecure or a mixture of it all. Um, it's just a really bad mixture. And she was, she did not give a shit about Katie. She did not think about long-term. She thought about short-term and she is, I mean, let's say it like she's both of those guys, Schwartz and Sandoval. She's their bitch. She really is. I think she has more control than anybody gives her credit for, but at the same time, she's there. Her loyalty is to them completely. And because we've seen how nice Ariana has been to her, and there's no loyalty there, period. Um, 
then we see Raquel, uh, no, sorry, Katie and Christina at the resort bar. Once again, I put up a really nice uh, tweet or Instagram about Katie just saying, listen, you might not have liked Katie in the past, but you cannot argue that she is not right in this situation. Sorry, it is not TV ready for some people. She might not pop on screen like Schwartz does sometimes with the, ah, oh, shucks, ah. You know, it's like, that. I always try to explain that in this, that certain people, they come off either needy and we don't like them. They come off needy and we do like them and we want to protect them. And a lot of females feel like that about Schwartz because he uh, exudes that take care of me energy. Katie's never done that. And Katie's always kind of just been gruff with Schwartz. Now we see a little bit more of why she was gruff with Schwartz, what that would actually bring out in a female. And I do believe Schwartz will have this issue with many females through his lifetime when he gets into serious relationships. But also she was there at the hotel. Everybody, that's like their big, easy thing. Like, why did she go? That's so miserable. Once again, she went because there's a show called Vanderpump Rules. There's a show called Vanderpump Rules. That's why she went. And thank God she did, because it added even that to the show where it was like that was it was good. I mean, I mean, it. you get conflicted because we actually saw her realize the worst thing had happened. The thing that she had asked not to happen for Schwartz and Raquel to not make out. And she said it all season. She tried to say it nice. She said they were working on their friendship, her and Schwartz and Raquel, even aside who she told very nicely to her face when she didn't have to. Schwartz just couldn't even do that simple thing. Like, remember, she points out that Schwartz has done this multiple times when they were married. He was able to just go to resorts drunk and just make out with strangers. Why not continue to go down that path if you've already had success with it, Tom? Why do this thing? If you really were interested in having a relationship with Katie afterwards, and that's what I have to say to all you guys. If, if he really was as interested as he says he is in his talking heads, you can just do the one thing. Now, we might not think that, well, oh, how dare, how dare her not want him to make out with somebody that's on TV with him? How, how, what a, what a shrew, what a horrible lady. But you're like, no, it kind of makes sense, but he can't even do that one thing. So that's where we're at with that. You know, you can say that you love somebody and you care for somebody all you want till you're blue in the face. You can mope and pout and all of this shit. I've done it a million times. But at the end of the day, it's how you react to that. It is your actions and your behavior and not just what you wish and what I hope. And in the, in, the, in, in the best world, we would just be friends for the rest of our lives. That's not the way life works. You know, what is it? He's in his 40s too, right? Like at a certain point, I just, I want them to be better. Um... So Katie goes, I've been waiting to bring anyone around because I've been worried about Schwartz's feelings. She's talking about other dudes. And he just did this? Well, I don't care anymore. And Christina's like, I know. And we get the song this week. They took it out last week. But like, you know, these are the best days of our lives. Just raise your glasses high. This one's for you tonight. Dude, do you think we need to get that the lady that sings this, Dina Deadly, she should be going on a full tour. I mean, talk about the Canyon Club. That's who I want to see at the Canyon Club is Dina Deadly. Are you kidding me? Like that dude, that, that dude, that girl. And by the way, Dina Deadly also did the Summer House theme song. It, I mean, you guys remember that? I mean, that, oh, sorry. That was a great... That was, by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, I have some pictures I will be putting up through the episode to help give you a visual representation of what you just saw. Um, but Dina Deadly, iconic, made so many bops 
for Bravo. And now I'm kind of like, I want to see her live. I want to fully support the Dina Deadly experience. So Dina, if you're listening, please come on this show just to warm up and I can beg you. By the way, you should fill in for Frank Ocean at Coachella. So we cut, bring in the wedding festivities are over for Sheena and Brock. Bye. My wedding's over. I'm Brock. They're at their apartment in Marina Del Rey. Uh, the song, by the way, the music has really stepped it up this season. This song, if you listen to the lyrics, it's like, the lights are on you. All the lights are on you. And Brock's like, I just want to write 118 cards to everybody to say thank you. Will you write this? And Sheena's like, yeah, I'll write them and I'll just sign them. I have to write a good signature. And Sheena's like, that doesn't say Brock Davies. Like, it's not legible. Hey, yes, it is. This says Big B R O C K D B D. And she was like, okay, do you, boo? We shift over to James and Allie's apartment at Miracle Mile. They're unpacking suitcases. And James is like, my back hurts still from the plane. I'm so exhausted. And Allie's like, the plane was rough. Hey, have you talked to Schwartz? And James is like, it's a bit weird. I can definitely pitch to them to like continually like date and stuff. So it's like, by the way, do you get the sense that TJ James Kennedy, as much as he hates it, really loves like he's like i bet he's undressing her and uh uh, releasing the clasp on her a cup bra yes and he's rubbing her belly i can see it and schwartz rubbing his big fat belly up against hers i can completely picture it he really gets off on completely making himself miserable fantasizing or nightmare scenarios about his ex and he always does it in front of ali (laughs) like he's like he's like what are you thinking about babe i'm thinking about my ex-fiance i'd like to tell you all about it and she's just sits there and she's smart she's smart like she gets it i i i I can't wait to hear whatever podcast she does i have so many questions for her um but ali's like you really think they're gonna date and james like well he says no but and ali's like i don't think so he likes to say that ali and ali's like i love schwartz he's just literally 40 years old and wears pjs out it better not be uh, Teresa Giudici's dad. It better not be No No's PJs like Louis wears. I wear your I wear your dad's PJs. Um, by the way, <laughs> Allie really hits Schwartz harder than anybody on this show. Just from an outside perspective, she nails it immediately. He's forty years old and wears PJs out at night. Like that's that is the worst thing you can hear from a stranger. She's like nailed him immediately. Like she's got his number immediately. And DJ James Kennedy loves it. He's like, oh, oh really? Oh, okay, all right. You know, you're like, oh, it's giving me a half chub alley. I love when you rip on Schwartz. We hop over to Charlie and Rocky Raquel Rachel in a park setting. Um, and by the way, Charlie is somebody I love her in this scene. I love. I'm a big Charlie supporter. Um, and I've DM'd with her a couple of times. I, and by the way, she just started doing like esthetic, she's doing facials and stuff. Like the girl has her hands on a lot of things. I like Charlie a lot too, because she's also a person that doesn't literally try to make the most money she can off of Scandaval. And like, you know, I really appreciate even in this scene, what she says to Raquel. And this is how I know Charlie to be, um, from my experiences with her. And Charlie's like, this is just such an awkward space. Maybe you stand over there and back up a little bit. So they're taking like little shots and stuff for social media. And Raquel's like, okay. Charlie is directing Raquel to take pictures of her. Raquel poses. And Charlie's like, there you go. That one's cute. Are we going to use these for your new hinge profile? And Raquel's like, maybe, you know, these photos are just going to Sandoval. I was like, 
Do you like my ass crack in this photo? We pop on over to Schwartz's apartment in Valley Village. Schwartz cuts a cantaloupe. Let's just stop there. I didn't think he could do it. I'm like, this guy cuts a cantaloupe? I'm not so worried about him. And cheese, and he's speaking to his dog, Butters, in a high voice. You want a cube? Oh, you want a cube? That's Peach. Peach Mickey. And by the way, I'm doing this voice, but I just want you to know I do the same damn voice to my dog. It's even worse. If you ever encounter the sound of, go poopies, go poopies, you get a treat if you go poopies, just know you're about to have an encounter with me. Because that's just, just a big grown man walking around with his dog going, poopies, go poopies, you got it. Um... He's like, he's my best friend. You're just sad because you got to go to your mama's. And then there's a knock. And Schwartz, back to a normal voice, like, oh, hey, we're just munching on some Colby Jack. Because Katie's at the door. And she's like, hey. And Schwartz is like, he had a really bad ear infection. So I was just giving him drops. Like, I need, like, once again, like, yeah, let's get this dog away from Schwartz. I know Schwartz loves the dogs. But it's like, you got a bad ear infection? I want you with Katie. Period. Like, I want, like, let's get him away. Let's get, he's, like, jamming a cantaloupe into this dog's ear or something. And Kitty's like, okay, where's Gordo? And Schwartz is like, he's under the bed. Gordito! Gordy, come out! Mama's here! Gordy moseys out, and Kitty's like, hello! Okay, can I just take these? Pointing to the leashes for the dogs. And Schwartz helps her gear up, and he's like, oh, goddamn, I'm so stressed out today. We literally just, uh, we don't have a kitchen staff or anything now. <laughs> Right? So it's like, how do you leave? And then you come back and you literally don't have a kitchen staff. I'm like, yeah, man, maybe things are good. It's, I mean, like, it's bad when I'm even like, it can't be this tough to open a restaurant. Like, it really does seem wild that they were going all of these places and Sandoval not only had a band, but he's tried to start, like, having a full-blown affair on top of it. Like, you cannot argue with me at this point that maybe he should have, like, put some of that man passion into just opening the restaurant and not completely destroying a lot of what his life had been up to that point. But tomato, tomato, right? And uh, he's, like, bitching. He's like, oh, we're supposed to open this week. And K. Katie Katie goes, that sounds awful. All right, see ya. And it was beautiful the way she delivered it. And she just walked right out that door. And it's like, good. That's exactly what she should have done. That's what this relationship is. We take care of the dogs. We communicate when needed. And hopefully maybe a year or so down the line, when you come down from wherever the F you have been, Schwartz, we can start to communicate again. But Katie is one of the rare people on this show that seems to prioritize at this point her own mental health and her own feelings. And that's why I find it funny if anybody tries to argue with that. It's like, come on. You know, if Schwartz was always so miserable with Katie, you know, like, then he should have prioritized his mental health and got out of that relationship. Like, you know, there are things rewarded when you actually take hard steps. So, uh... Katie in a talking head goes, it's very liberating to know that I don't have to deal with this anymore. This mess isn't my mess. And Schwartz, by the way, is all alone now. And he's like, it is awful. Ugh. And he immediately pulls up his phone, you guys. Um, and this is, I'm, I'm showing a photo right now. And it's Schwartz, you know, just in his little shorts and white t-shirt, you know, texting. And then he finally calls Sandoval, who is doing a talking head at that very moment. And Sandoval is like, oh, uh, it's the, like to the producer, he's like, Schwartz is calling me. Can I, can I, and producer's like, okay, you can talk to him for a minute. And Sandoval's like, what's up, dude? And Schwartz's like, hey, I'm just texting you right now. The fabric for the bar is there. I put it inside. Okay. 
I'm just calling you because, like, Katie just left right away. Usually when we exchange dogs, we just kick it for a little bit. <laughs> we just can't. We, like, smoke a blunt and drink a 40 for a little bit. You know, like, we catch up with each other. And Sandoval's like, and now she just grabs them and is out? It's like, yeah, dude, 30 seconds, man. Swift. And I did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. You always have to love when grown men lean on each other to say, like, tell me I did nothing wrong. Like, where it was like, I am not to blame in this. And, of course, Sandoval is, like, weirdly hesitant. You know, he's, like, on the end of the phone. He's like, well, I don't really see what you did wrong. I mean, you're a single guy who got broken up with. Dude, we were all on vacation letting loose. Like, and Schwartz is like, yeah, live in La Vida Loca, man. But it is fun. It's like, of course, maybe don't go to Sandoval, who is literally cheating with on Ariana with the person you hooked up in Mexico. I can only imagine what's going through Sandoval's mind in this moment. But it is funny that they're both encouraging each other to continue to make sloppy decisions. Schwartz in a talking head says, maybe I'm way off, but like by my approximation, uh, Katie may be blowing this kiss more out of proportion than anything in the history of our relationship. Like it kind of feels like she feels like I cheated on her. Like she's more upset than when I actually did cheat on her. Is there ever a moment where Schwartz is like, yo, please don't use that. <laughs> that I just heard myself and it sounds awful. <laughs> he just doesn't get it, man. He doesn't get it. Like, I wonder if he ever watched the show back and go, oh, no. Oh, I see what it. OK, like, listen, like, because <laughs> I was worse. I cheated harder on her when we were married. Like, and now she's more hurt. It's just never fair with women, man. <laughs> Schwartz is getting heated. He's like, Katie can do whatever she wants. He's talking to Sandoval. And I will support her. Like, if you and her got married next week, I swear on my life, put a lie detector on me right now. I would support you guys wholeheartedly. Okay. That's another. We're like two dumb things on Schwartz immediately. Of Like, okay, dude. That's so warped. Like, I know that you want Katie to be happy, but you're like, if, if you didn't have a problem with Sandoval and Katie dating, I would like commit like that. That would be insane. Like, come on. You, you know, like, do you truly just not care at all? I, I would totally love to watch you guys. You, they're so incestuous that it's just like insane. It's like, I would like put a lie detector on me right now. And this is the kind of, if I produce the show, I'd be like, yeah, let's have a lie detector guy literally come in right now and let's see what, it's so weird. Like, what does that even prove? Like, wow, you're so evolved. That's amazing. You'd let your best friend dick down your ex. Like, kudos. That is... Wow, Schwartz and Sandys has really been the therapy that you needed and not an actual therapist. And then Sandoval's like, it's funny that you should say that because, and Schwartz laughs, ha ha, shut up, dude. <laughs> so funny, you guys. And But at the same time, we realize that in that moment, Sandoval does know that he is cheating. It's just with Raquel. So he knows that he's doing something wrong already. Now we're back at the park with Charlie and uh, Rocky Rachel hanging out, taking photos. 
And Charlie was like, so content day today. Okay, we tried. Well, next time we'll go inside air conditioning. Anyways, Katie invited me to brunch and I was disappointed from the information I was given. And we flashed at that brunch scene with Katie and Charlie a day prior where Katie's like, yeah, we're in Lala's room and Sheena calls her. And she's like, did you see Schwartz and Rocky Rachel make out? And Charlie makes an unhappy face to Katie. And Katie's like, people cheered which is really just hurtful. Charlie tells Raquel, I think it's distasteful what happened at Sheena's wedding, like with Tom. Like that was Katie's anniversary weekend for her wedding. And Raquel's like, I'm not thinking about their anniversary. They're not together anymore. She also chose to go on this trip when she wasn't invited. And she knew what she was getting herself into. Everyone was going to be there. And Charlie's like, yeah, but to be honest, Rachel, I wouldn't do that to my worst enemy because there's still a 12-year relationship to respect. And Charlie, by the way, throws down. You've seen it. And I know she throws down in her real life. So this is what I'm talking about. She's a good enough friend to Raquel to actually tell her the truth. Those friends are really hard to come by. Um, so Charlie's like, I was just like, Raquel's better than that. I'm not like, I'm not going to not be your friend, Raquel. I'm just going to tell you, hey, that was kind of like not a cool thing to do. Well, if you're wondering if we're going to be dating or anything, no. And Charlie's like, I think that's a good idea. We're definitely not going to be dating. Once again, though, all of these people saying things exactly to these people's faces, you know, Katie to Schwartz, Charlie to Raquel. And at the same point, she's like, yeah, I'm not like I'm literally doing something so much worse. And that's the kind of shit that you can't even like, believe me, you guys, I've tried to like rewatch scenes with Raquel and like really like look into her eyes like a creep and you can't pick up on anything. Like, I can't even see any kind of guilt in there at all or any kind of because your immediate thought would be like, holy shit. Hopefully she never finds out what uh, that I'm doing the double dick dong with uh, old Sandoval. Like it, it really scares me because it's almost like a flawless performance. Like Sandoval can't Sandoval sucks at it. Sandoval, you know who he's lying like through. You can see the lies. The lies are like literally coming out in sweat and Raquel, like you could, you really, you can't read this woman. It is scary as hell. And a talking head, Raquel's like, Look, if Schwartz did show interest in me, I would definitely be down to date him. But I'm not trying to be Debbie Desperado over here. <laughs> I don't even need to say anything. Just good job. Good job, Raquel. You did it, right? Good job. Raquel's like, uh, Oliver and I, Oliver, are actually, we're going to go on a date. He flew, flew in yesterday with his son. And Charlie gasps, whoa, he's not going to bring his son. It would be weird to meet like on a first date. And Charlie's like, yeah, but you guys are texting. Where are you guys going? Do you have a plan or did he pick it out? And he's picking out a spot. He goes, he's picking out a spot. He hasn't told me where yet. It's probably like he's got a fuck pad in Los Angeles. He like brings her over to Sutton's. Uh, my mom's friend Sutton gave me this place to uh, like a bang, like a, you know, it's like a little bang place, you know. Well, I, Garcel, I say, I say, uh, I Sutton Strack. I'm going to give you, I say, I say, I'm going to give you the keys to Sutton by design concept. And you just tell Oliver, he can fuck shit up in there. I say, I say, <laughs> um, anyways, next scene is inside Schwartz and Sandy's. We hear papers, papers, Russell Schwartz laughs and Schwartz is like, these comments I posted at the wedding all on IG. And Santa was like, yeah. And we see a comment from J Moog, J Mook G nine. It's like, the comment is, come on, bro, did you hit that at Raquel Levis? And Schwartz is laughing, referring to Raquel. Oh, it's ridiculous, man. By the way, 
I feel a newfound sense of optimism, of determination. Like, I know we're not going to, like, open when we're supposed to open. Like, oh, man, and that fucking hurt, bro. Um, these two, these two, this Bill and Ted with a cheating disorder. It is so wild because you just imagine Sandoval on this scene is like, why do they want you to hook up with Raquel? Do they say anything of like at Tom Sandoval, you should hit this and have a full blown affair. What's up with, why am I not getting comments? Jeez. They flash back to Cancun when Lisa called them to tell about their meeting with Greg. He's like, you know, Lisa's like, Greg was at my house. There's no way this place is going to open. This wasn't me, boys. It was him. It won't open by the end of the month. And Schwartz is like, that's a tough, like, jagged, bitter pill to swallow. And Santa was like, yeah, it is. Now, Schwartz in a talking head goes, August 31st. You know, we were, like, speaking it into existence that's another thing. It cracks me up. Like, you, dude, at a certain point, you know, we made like a vision board, like, and we put August 31st on it. And like, it's not happening. Like, I guess vision boards don't even work anymore. Thanks a lot, The Secret. He goes, he goes, we were speaking it into existence. We were putting in the work. <laughs> We were speaking, he he says we're speaking, we were talking about it. So like, yeah, we were working. We had momentum. Like we were talking a lot about it and now it's just not going to happen. Um, <laughs> in this scene right here at Swartz and Sandy's, really play with the concept in your head of what is good in the long term and what is good in the short term is that those can be two separate things. They're rushing to get this place like open, but at the same time, at what cost? And I want to also point out the fact of like, yeah, right now, I think Schwartz and Sandys is doing good. People are literally going in just to be around the vibe of Scandaball. And eventually, though, that wears off. It really does wear off, and I think that's what they have to be aware of. And in this scene, it seems like, especially having gone through Tom, Tom, and Sir, they don't feel fully aware of anything. If I were were to to put it gently, um, Sandoval's like, "What's up? What's up, Brett?" And Brett, their general manager, which by the way, I'm so sad. I found out he unfollowed me on Instagram, which I totally, I totally get because I'm completely um, uh, taking shots at his one of his bosses every day, but Brett, that's another thing. Brett seems like a really nice guy when I met him and Jamie Lynn, who was on the show, told me the night of boys night, he was hanging out. She was hanging out with Brett and Raquel. By the way, do you guys have time? I'm just going to do this super long. We're just going to, I hope you guys have time to listen. If not save it for later, but I'm just going to, yeah, not that I'm speeding through this, but I'm just going to like relax into this and uh, enjoy myself. But Brett, um, really nice guy. But at the same time, what sucks is when you do this kind of cheating thing that that Sandoval did, you do realize these other people did know. And I would be willing to bet dollars to donuts that Brett is one of those people that knew. So I don't, you know, you know, it's like that's, you know, it's not Brett's fault. It's not Schwartz's fault. But that Sandoval, that man has put all of these people, the open secret people, into a really bad position. 
He really did. It's not much of a friend. And that's another reason why he's like, I don't know why this is such a big deal. It's because it affected everything, dude. Like it wasn't when you grow up, you have a life, you actually have a business, you have all of these things that you've dreamt of, but you put all of these people like Brett in a extremely bad position because Brett knew there's just no way he didn't know. Um, Schwartz is like, uh, oh, our trip was great, Brett. It was restorative. And we were just like riffing about that. Like riffing, like you're a jazz artist. <laughs> we were just riffing about being lazy. We came up with some good stuff. Anyways, he's like, you've seen us. There's been a darkness, Brett, but the light has been dim as it can possibly be, you know? But like, I feel like I newfound sense of determination. Like what the fuck did Schwartz like find God in Mexico? Was he at like some kind of, what was it like a Mormon tabernacle thing? Like Brett gets right into it. He's like, whatever. All right. So while you guys were gone, the booth guy quit. Their machine had cut a bunch of pieces for it. The pieces didn't fit together. Then the machine broke, I guess. And then he just quit. Now this is completely, uh, if you, I've seen this brilliant TikTok. I wish I, I wish I saved this stuff, but it literally was talking about how the fabric patterns, they didn't even meet. They were all like completely different lined up. And it was like a really bad look. And that's why I don't get like, thinking about, like we're a million dollars into this dude. It's like, how are you a million dollars in and you didn't even have the fabric fucking lining up? How did you pick all of the worst people? Like, this is so wild to me. You know, it was, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I want to root for these guys so bad and it just never adds up. <sighs> getting, getting my heart really worked up, you guys. And Sandoval's like, well, did you just try Thane? We'll throw you more money. And Brett's like, no, absolutely fucking not. It took way too long. You guys are spending way too much on things like this. And Sandoval's like, what do we actually need besides kitchen staff? <laughs> what do we need besides people that work? <laughs> what do we need besides people to actually pour the drinks and make the food? Why is this so It's like, dude. <laughs> Brett goes... Well, that, that is the most important thing. Everything else I can do pretty quick, but I also feel like I was really pushed into this kitchen manager, so I'm letting him go. And George is like, oh. And Sandoval drops his mouth. You know, he's like, what are you? Oh, he's like livid. And this is one of the scenes to pay attention to because he gets like super worked up. Like so flipping work. I was like, what is, what is Tom? Like is Tom just on so much caffeine? It is so damn intense th this and Brett's like I had him come back to perfect some of the dishes that we had tasted and unfortunately it just didn't cut it which by the way this is the reality show I want to see I want to see this guy not being able to make a PB and J Sandoval mutters he's like god damn it we can't ah! and Brett goes the dishes fell short they weren't where they should have been it's just not the right fit for us and Sandoval sighs oh we have to fucking open. Thane, we can't. And Schwartz is like, saying we have to open is utterly empty, pointless words, Sandoval. Sandoval to Brett goes, I know, but I'm just saying either we open or we are fucked. If we have to serve goddamn potato chips out of there, we got to do it. Otherwise, we lose this place. He goes, he hits the loose. We lose this place. That's when you can really sense the little lisp come out. Um... And he's just like, like really on a 10 all of a sudden, like a 12. And I'm like, where was this passion? I mean, is this the same passion? <laughs> Raquel, mate, Raquel got this fire going inside of me. And now I yell more. 
Um, it's just one of those things. Sandoval and I talking to him goes, we're a million dollars in. I could lose my fucking house. My mom's retirement. Brett goes and gets another job. Greg turns the keys into the landlord. Like, oh, yes, man. You have really high stakes involved in all of this. And you blew it. You didn't blow it, but you, you, the, the thing that you didn't count on is that your own personal behavior was once again, your downfall. You were the architect of your own downfall. Don't get it twisted. Don't you were. And the sooner that Tom Sandoval can start taking responsibility, the sooner that I would imagine he can heal. And the sooner that everybody around him will go, okay, we can potentially let this dude back into our life again, but he hasn't. He is fighting it nonstop. He is not disappearing. He continually is posting. He wants to continue to be the celebrity or the B or C level celebrity that he was. He wants to still have that same, to be loved by everybody. And he doesn't realize he did a completely unlovable thing. Instead of once again, accepting that he's trying to just act like, well, it was a mistake moving on. But this is where we see, like, even with this business, it doesn't seem like he put the care into it before they opened. And now he's going to lose his house for a completely different way. And that's what makes me so sad because I think they're going to get totally taken. Like, they're going to take a hit on that house big time. But when he was cheating on Ariana, did he not think, like, I could lose the house this way? Sandoval's like, you're worrying about whether we serve fresh fucking, you know, toasted raviolis. It's irrelevant. And dude, Brett's like, dude, I'm not worried about the raviolis. I'm worried about a guy who can't make anything. And Sandoval goes, I'm paying for it, motherfucker. Like, come on. And Brett's like, well, do it. It isn't my fucking fault. And they're really getting heated. And Sandoval's like, I'm not saying that, dude. We just have to open the fucking doors. And Brett's like, then serve them potato chips. Go ahead. I'm just saying, literally, we have to. And Brett's like, then you guys come in here and work with them and do it. <laughs> this is point, they're like, well, I didn't, I mean, we don't really need to open. Like, we, ah, come in and work. I mean, that sounds, that sounds extreme. Why don't we just take a breath? They look at Brett in disbelief because they're like, oh shit, it's like getting serious. And Sandoval and the talking head's like, I love Brett. But at this point, perfectionism is death. As long as we're a B plus, that's perfect. Performers that perform live, they're stoked if they, they're a B plus. Nobody ever performs at an A plus. Brother, you think Beyonce, you guys knew I was gonna say, you think Beyonce ever is like, you know what? I'm gonna do a B performance tonight. That girl is giving her all. And I cannot believe for I've talked to this dude about how much he loves performing. I cannot believe this came out of his mouth. I honestly did I just I was shocked. Like there's like, I mean, obviously, you know, I don't want to make fun of Tom Sandoval and the most extras. Like I say, I think that band is really good, but you know, Sandoval, I think is, is finding his footing as a performer still. And, uh, you know, I just thought this was like, but also it's like, yeah, man, like, well go to Schwartz and Sandy's. You're going to get B play. And by the way, I've been there. I would give it a B plus. I would definitely not give it an A, but this is what, like you had all of this time. And you're not going for an A plus, like even in your like like even in your ego, like I couldn't even believe it's like you just care more about your personal shit than you do actually this. I don't get it. Um, Schwartz is like, oh, listen, guys, we're frustrated. I've all I've almost thrown myself off a bridge over this project. We're gonna get this fucker open. We're closer than we think. I know there's still a lot of things to do. We're opening this place. 
Brett, would you like to date Raquel as well? <laughs> Brett won't even look at them. And Schwartz sticks his hand over the middle of the table. He's like, hey, what happened to this? Like, what happened to this? Like, hands in. And Brett laughs. And then Sandoval laughs. He's like, oh. And then it's like, oh, we're just guys being guys. And then Brett, this is when I started to worry about Brett. Brett's like, oh, should we take a shot? And Schwartz is like, yeah, dude. And Sandoval's like, yeah, let's take a shot. <laughs> What could possibly help? Like, we need to open this place. We're going to get into a big fight about it. Uh, you know what? First, let's have some booze. Uh, let's let's see where the booze gets us, and we'll go from there. <laughs> we open the next scene. We're at Ariana and Sandoval's house in Valley Village, the place where it all goes down. Now, this is a scene you see on this picture right here. We got Ariana looking beautiful in white. We got Tom with his Fruit Loop, Fruit Loop necklace and his STL shirt, his tank top that uh, stands for St. Louis. Uh, this is a scene with uh, Katie motherfucking Maloney about the sandwich shop and... Sandoval really thinks he does something in this scene, but it's more telling now in retrospect. Oriana's in the kitchen and she's like making sandwiches. Sandoval over enthusiastically, which by the way, I just like, what is like, is, is, is this ADHD meds? Like, could, he's just like, ha, making sandwiches. And Oriana's like, yeah, me and Katie are going to make some sandwiches. And Sandoval's like, have you guys thought about maybe like opening a sandwich shop? And Oriana's like, da, 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 da. And by the way, this is where Sandoval's like, why doesn't she find me funny? That sandwich shop joke was amazing. Katie enters and they're like, hey, hey, oh my God. Katie brings in this wicker uh, picnic basket, which was very cute. It also reminded me, I didn't know if this came, remember when she was, it looked like, since she was wearing that wicker hat at the pool party the other day, Katie loves a wicker moment. Katie goes, hey, so I was getting the right kind of cheeses. I found this other kind of cheese that we can eat. This one is espresso. And I'm like, no, I got, I got so excited. I was like, espresso cheese? There's a, such a thing as espresso cheese? Like, how do you combine the two things that I love in one thing? Like, cheese is just, you can put, like, anything with cheese. You can be like, pickle cheese, poop cheese. I love cheese, you know? It was a bad example. Anyways, uh, Sandoval, who pour, who's pouring red wine and glasses for them, he's like, congratulations, you signed the deal. Um, this is a moment, and Juliana, who's taking the notes on this, pointed out, is that these scenes, once again, how he portrays it to Howie Mandel in that podcast, that they weren't really, they were on the outs as a couple. They really weren't. They were very involved in each other's lives. That's why I would like for you guys to start playing with the thoughts you've already have that potentially Ariana didn't know that she was not in a relationship that was working because he was doing like, yeah, I'm super supportive, all of this stuff, you know, when in reality, that was just not the case. Um, Ariana says, we signed the lease. And Katie says, yeah, paid the deposit to the landlord. We paid the previous owner the buyout for everything that's in the kitchen. Sandoval and I talking to is like, look, I'm stoked for these girls. I am. You can tell he's not. I'm definitely jealous of how low the rent is. And it's like small, contained, easy. You know, they don't have any partners. And I'm excited. I'm, I'm jealous in a good way. I'm envious. I'm envious. <laughs> which all just like I fucking hate them. I th I really hate this all. Like, you know. By the way, they should steal Brett as their GM. But it is like it is interesting how for them it seems like a A B C D thing to opening their place. And I think it feels like with Schwartz and Sandoval they started with the name and just dreaming on mushrooms of what it could be. And instead of just simply this is we want a place to serve drinks and and you know start potentially small. And now I'm kind of seeing the mistakes that these guys are making through how Ariana and Katie are handling this. 
Um, so uh, Katie says, oh, yeah, I saw Tom for about four and a half seconds. Remember, Schwartz already knows this. And Ariana goes, how was that? And Katie's like, I mean, I walked in, got the dogs. I just said, oh, you know, sorry, you're stressed. Got to go. And Sandoval's like, are you guys not friends anymore because of him and Raquel making out? He treats it like like just, I mean, I, I hate this. We're going to use the light gas word, the gaslight. I hate gaslight. It's like, oh, it's already with the tone of like, are you going to be a fucking idiot again? Like what? And Katie's like, yeah. And Sandoval's like, I don't think it was really a big deal. You know, like um, they're just like two single people that are decent looking and like in Mexico and just decided to make out, you know? And Katie goes, we've had 900 conversations about it. And he's told me a hundred times, I'm not interested in her. Nothing's ever going to happen. And Sandoval's like, oh. he's like so mad. He's like, well, people change their mind, you know? It's like, um, and he's doing all of this, like also knowing that Katie is saying, I don't want to be friends with Schwartz anymore, knowing that he's with Raquel secretly. And like, look at Katie. She doesn't want to be friends with Schwartz. So just know that girl that you've had nine years with is not going to want to be friends with you. No, like see this. And in Tom's head, he's like, why? Like, I have love for Ariana. Why doesn't she want to be my friend still? Like, it just seemed like he just doesn't understand it. It's like, if you're two attractive people, like by the government's design, like you're under, you're required by law to like hook up, you know, I don't make the rules. It just, it's what it is. Um, so Katie's like, well, it's too close to home. It's the aftermath. And Sandoval's like, I mean, what aftermath are you going to have to deal with? Kind of a low blow. They kind of saying like, you're already divorced. Like, and Ariana's like, well, Tom, they're not friends anymore. So there's an aftermath. And now it's going to make it really difficult for her and Raquel to be friends. Cause, and Katie goes, she's a whore. <laughs> and Ariana goes, she's not a whore. That's how good of a friend Ariana is to Raquel. Standing up for Katie, who she's also friends with. But like, Katie's like, she's a whore. And Ariana's like, she's not a whore. And Katie's like, she's a whore. And Ariana's like, no, she's not. She did not get paid by anyone to do anything. And Katie's like, well, then she should because she's acting like one. <laughs> Tom going, she wasn't a whore with me last night. She was very loving. Oh, wait, what does whore mean again? Um, Katie goes, I mean, Tom also has a habit of sticking his tongue where it doesn't belong. He's done that like four times during our marriage, which, by the way, Katie, I hate to say this. I have a feeling he did it way more than four, maybe four that you know. Um so, like, this shouldn't be that shocking or surprising to me, I guess. And Sandoval goes, yeah, it shouldn't. If you're not with somebody and they do something stupid, like, I love that this is just like, yeah, you know, you know, yeah, you know Schwartz is an idiot. It's your, it's on you. It's always on the woman. It's on you. You, yes, he's good looking. He's required to do this. And Ariana's like, dude, they made a deal. They made a deal. And Katie's like, it feels like disrespect because I truly don't think he'd like it if I started hopping on all his friends' peens. Which that sentence, like, I was like, then I was starting thinking of like a Vanderpump rabbit of like, hit little Bonnie too, too, hopping through Schwartz and Sandy's, hopping on the peen and <laughs> Katie goes, we both agreed to this. We both had an understanding of why hooking up with somebody in the friend group would be a bad idea. I tried to forgive, but I'm not going to betray myself anymore. I wonder if there was ever any thought of like, Katie was like, fuck, <sighs> do I have to sleep with Peter? I don't want to, but do I have to? Uh, DJ James Kennedy, that would be good, but he's with Allie and I don't think I could do Like, I wonder if there was ever a moment where she was like, uh, should I... Uh, is there like a chef or something? Like I've got a, like Ken, maybe Ken. Like, I wonder if there was ever kind of a thought of, but I don't think, I, I think Katie actually, you know, you find out later 
did it the right way. She kind of did things in private with her dating. Didn't want to parade it around because it is possible to do things privately and in secret. Katie says, I've been really respectful in my dealings. And Sandy's like, well, I think you have for the most part, you know? And Katie's like, the most part? And Sandy's like, so he's not allowed to have any other girlfriends? Like, Joe came to stay with him for like three weeks or whatever. They flash back a month earlier when Schwartz came out over to Schwartz's apartment. When Sheena came over to Schwartz's apartment, and Schwartz is like, my friend Joe's staying with me. And we find out that it's a, a girl and we see her leave. Um, but once again, Sandoval, even in this moment, knows that he's kind of fudging the truth because him and Joe were hooking up. They were dating. I, I don't think he I don't think Schwartz. I think Schwartz uh, potentially did that one of thing. Like, I think Joe would uh, define it as dating. And I think Schwartz would define it as, oh, I really like you, man. I love kissing you and being with you and like sleeping next to you. Uh, but we're, are we dating? Like, that's such a weird word. It comes from the Greek etymology of detat. No, <laughs> you know, it just seems like once again, he probably, I don't think this Joe is, seems to be that great. And I think she's another person that knew about Raquel and Tom. They actually did a couple's trip to the ski resort. Santa was like, yeah, like she like called me up crying um, uh, like Katie's calling me, leaving me messages. Isn't that like crossing the line? Like he wants to have a female roommate and you call her and Katie's like, I think it was like the not mentioning it was kind of weird. And Ariana's like, well, that's what I kind of thought was weird was that they didn't tell anybody and they were being really oddly secretive about it. Katie in the talking head says, Joe was literally Kristen Doty's crazy friend. And if you're Kristen Doty's crazy friend, that says a lot about you, <laughs> which is a really hysterical line and also leads me to believe that are Dodie and Katie still not okay? I'm trying to, like, I don't think they're okay ever since the Joe stuff, but I'm not sure where they're at now. Maybe Scandaball brought them back together as well. But I think with this line of, like, when you're Kristen Dodie's crazy friend, you gotta worry. Um, do I think Katie probably shouldn't have left messages for her? Yeah, but Katie seems to be that person that will call you out and will tell you if she's pissed off. It's not how I would react, but that's how she reacts. And this girl does seem like she potentially was pretty shitty to Katie. And you don't, you know, she talks about this in a second. She was like, yeah, like the last text that Joe sent me after Tom and I announced our divorce was that she would always love and respect me. And the fact that she moved in with my ex two seconds later, she is like that kind of bitch. And this is what I'm talking about. There's a specific type of woman that I'm discovering through other women. Doesn't mean they're going to be like that their whole lives, but they prioritize male relationships and will like just set fire to any female loyalty there is out there. Everybody says women should support women, but uh, you know, it's a fun thing that Ramona Singer said in Real Housewives of New York, but when it comes, push comes to shove, I don't see a lot of it or as much as I would think uh, I would see. Uh, it, it sometimes comes off pretty funny because I see a lot of women just shitting all over other women. Women always take the brunt of all the men's actions as well. And Sam was like, I just think there needs to be some kind of separation, like healthy separation. And Katie's like, you're acting like I'm the, the one trying to delegate this. Dele delegate this. We decided this together. He fucked up, you know, like she's saying like, dude, this wasn't just me. I didn't beg Schwartz to, to, to do this. Schwartz could have said, I do want to hook up with the entirety of the friend group. He didn't have to agree. And this is, I think where Schwartz gets himself in trouble again and again and again, because he just says, 
what he thinks the other person wants to hear. It's that path of least resistance that he seems to to deal with. And, and the reality of that is it just ends up hurting that person more. Both of these guys seem to run, seems to run from, they always seem like they're trying to help out the ladies, but in reality, they're making it way worse. But I think at the end of the day, like I've said many times, I think they, they're just kind of cowardly because in the end, they're just scared to speak the truth and deal with it in the moment when it's happening. Um, so Ariana's like, yeah, Schwartz is the one who wanted to be friends. And Santa's like, no, like I'm saying like the friend group thing, like, uh, you know, everybody treats Schwartz like he can't make decisions for himself. Like he's handicapped in some sort of way. He always needs like, you know, a parental signature to do something. Like they really treat him like he's Lenny from Of Mice and Men of like, oh, Tom, can I go pet the pretty rabbit? Yeah, of course. Just going all the way out there. Just keep walking. Oh, sh- oh, Sandoval, it's beautiful out here, man. Uh, Ariana's like, well, okay, she's allowed to have a decision that she makes for herself. And Katie goes, I just said I made a request. If he wants to go around fucking all his friends, then you don't get my friendship. And for anyone who can't understand that, may God have mercy on your soul. Pray that no one ever does that to you. (laughs) Ariana, by the way, should be praying at this moment because it literally does happen to her. I do love Katie's ability to make anything like the Arnold, like a, like a Arnold Schwarzenegger action movie of like, I'll be back. Like she always ends a scene of like, I'm going to set fire to you and burn. You know, it's like Liam Neeson and Taken. Like when I find out who's taken my daughter, I'm going to come out there. I'm a man of very specific skills. I'm going to come out and I'm going to light you on fire. I'm going to burn you down. I'm going to burn all your family. Like Katie, really? Like I will say there are like, I would never want to get, by the way, cause I know Katie has listened to this show in the past and I was just like, I'm like, she once reached out about something. She's like, I want to, I want to clarify something. And I really got scared. Cause like, I do not want Katie mad at me. Cause I would, I would genuinely, that would really, she seems like I don't want to be set fire to ever. Now it's over to see you next Tuesday, which by the way, they're playing a James Kennedy, DJ James Kennedy rap underneath it. It was like, yeah, I've got a chain to make. I've got a chain to make. Oh, I'm DJ James Kennedy at Van Pump. Oh, I like Molly and Raquel, but I got Ali on my lawn. I like Lola and I used to make out with this guy named Logan. I like, I don't like fat folks. No, 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 no. I go to Cancun, go to Sheena's wedding. I like Brock. I'm going, <laughs> guys night. Lisa arrives and says to the hostess, Hello, beauty, how are you? You shouldn't be chewing gum at the front floor. I can see it. And the hostess is like, I'll spit it out now. Lisa checks in with James. How are you, DJ James Kennedy? He's like, good. What's happening? And he's like, you look beautiful, Lisa. And he's like, it's the lighting, dear boy. You seem very calm and demure. And James is like, yeah, I just got back from Mexico. A lot happened. A lot happened. And Lisa's like, what happened? Well, Tom Schwartz was making out with Raquel. And they show Schwartz and Sandoval sitting on a sofa at Sir. So these guys... Very busy, but at the same time, they are going to go check out uh, Sir. (laughs) Somebody's got to do it. I mean, it is funny that these guys just are always out and about. You got to love it. Um, I'm pulling up this picture right now for you guys, just so you can visualize at home, or if you're watching this on YouTube, because this is a wild scene as well, that I didn't expect it to reveal as much as it did. You can see uh, Schwartz and Sandoval in Sir smiling like hyenas right here. And um, 
Schwartz is like, what's up? And Sandoval's like, your hair looks good, man. And Lisa's like, we cut back and forth from them to Lisa and James. And Lisa's like, well, I heard there was a little flirtation. And James is like, it's weird, Lisa. It's like all the guys at Sir. Who's next with Raquel? And I'm like, well, I mean, the guys at Tom Tom, the guys at uh, Pump, the guys at Schwartz. I mean, so many restaurants. And Lisa's like, I just think you're a little bit jealous, dear boy. I'm not jealous, Lisa. I'm definitely not jealous. That's not the word to use. I'm TJ James Kennedy. James in a talking head says, when is, when is everyone going to understand? I don't care about Raquel. I'm just going to continually yell about her and anything she encounters men-wise for the rest of her life. She, he goes, she'll make out with fucking sweaty Peter after a six-hour shift, and then she'll move on to fucking Mr. Buzzbutton over there, referring to Schwartz, like, please, I'm over it. I'm over it. Lisa's like, okay. And James is like, I'll see you in a bit. I've got this crowd to rock. Um, a customer is ordering from Charlie, and Charlie's like, yeah, do the papadel and the sweet corn ravioli. The sweet corn ravioli. And Charlie goes, that's actually really good, which goes to show, she's like, most of this food sucks. That actually is actually good. You're not going to get sick. Schwartz says, it's like I'm having to relearn how to communicate. <laughs> Sandoval's like, yeah. And Schwartz is like, uh, I'm not good with words, but like, I usually love words. I'm speaking them right now. And Sandoval's like, when I first met you, you were so good with words. <laughs> you were like the best word guy I've ever met in my life. What happened to that word guy? And Sandoval's like, <laughs> Schwartz is like, remember, I used to have a brain. Lisa appears and Schwartz is like, hi, Lisa. It's great to see you, Lisa. And Sandoval, movie star, kisses her on each cheek. And Lisa's like, you boys haven't been around in a while. What are you snooping around here for? Like, what is like, are you snooping on how to keep a semi-good restaurant afloat? <laughs> Schwartz is like, well, we come here when we... Raquel, at this point, rounds the corner. Perfect timing. Raquel's like, hi. Can I grab you a drink or something? And Santa was like, I'll take a repetato. And Lisa's like, have you guys not seen each other since Mexico? And George is like, oh, no, like we haven't seen each other. And he high fives Raquel. <laughs> and Raquel's like, hi, good to see you. Santa was like, you can do better than that. Like Sandoval is that creepy guy of like, can I see you fuck? Could I, hey, is there, can I just watch? I'd love to just watch. Um, Schwartz is like, it's not awkward. It's not awkward, I swear. And Raquel's like, obviously, I don't see us dating or anything. And she was like, exactly. By the way, Raquel goes, but it's fun chatting with you. I love chatting with you. Schwartz and Italian Head's like, yeah, I wouldn't mind kissing Rocky Rachel again. She's a great kisser and she's gorgeous. But it's my friend's girl. Sandoval's got dibs. Now he goes, I just don't want to be in a relationship after being in one for 12 years. Like, I want minimal feelings right now. All fun. Some could argue your relationship was minimal feelings and you had a lot of fun. Um, so, uh, and also, <laughs> this would be great to... Remember, Joe did exist at this time. So he, in this kiss of Rocky Rachel, had to go back and let Joe know. Remember that he is pseudo-taken at this point, too. So, uh, you know, Raquel is there, and this is so weird, because Sandoval gets so... 
like bossy and like you can just tell he's like just really into her and he's like come over here Raquel we can't we can't hear you come here and Lisa's like she's walking Schwartz gets up to let Raquel sit down on the sofa between them I have a picture up of that right now and Raquel's like I'm gonna get in trouble I already am in trouble I'm in trouble which just means Lisa's there but also there could be a deeper meaning of that she's already fucked Tom Sandoval Schwartz sits back down with his back kind of facing her while Sandoval leans in like really close and he's like this weird like smile and Lisa's like you are in trouble hurry up and take the order Lisa to Sandoval goes why do you like it so much you have the biggest smile on your face dear boy Sandoval literally sticks his tongue out at Lisa very lasciviously just it's just weird it's like weird like it's it's like and um oh my god Juliana put this note in here and I couldn't agree more. This is so brilliant. She says this reminds her of Tom Tom Cruise going on Oprah's sofa after the Katie Holmes. Oh my God, I should have made, oh, I should have made that meme. That's so funny. Remember that when Tom Cruise went on Oprah to profess how much he was in love with Katie Holmes and it was so fucking weird. He was like, ah, I love he's like oh Oprah we stayed up all night eating popcorn it was so intense like I even remember going uh what's going on here (laughs) it was like I've uh I've I'm in love with somebody and I've never been this excited Schwartz is like uh Sandoval you want to share some goat balls goat cheese balls and Raquel asked both of the guys have you talked to Katie and Sandoval goes uh I talked to Katie today she was not happy she um called you this is horrible Sandoval did not need to say anything to uh, to uh Raquel about this and Schwartz is like say it what did she call me Sandoval's like a little fucking whore and I'm like and Schwartz is like a whore and Raquel's like how Lisa is listening to everything Raquel and I talking and I goes Katie is so rude and so bitchy. I'm always trying to grow and be a better version of who I was. Dude, if you are trying to grow and be a better version of who you are, the obvious thought here is how bad were you before? Like, this is pretty bad, Raquel. It seems like whoever is doing your teaching, whether that's Sandoval or James Kennedy or whatever, you you need to go to a different college. You need to go to a different school. You are not becoming a better person. Some might argue that you are becoming really, really, really a bad person with a lot of bad karma coming to them. Like, I'm trying to always give people the benefit of the doubt, but for the length of time that you did this and for the as straight of a face that you had, you know, of course, the, the majority of this goes to Sandoval, but you were already making some really wild choices and you continue down this path and it really, really shows how, um, I don't know. Like I really am. So we need, Hey, do we, we need Raquel on Howie Mandel. I, you know, you seem like a great girl, Rocky Raquel. I don't know why everybody's all, you know, like you're good looking. You gotta do. Sandoval's a great guy. We shaved off his mustache last week. Is there anything we can shave on you today? (laughs) Anyways, all's forgiven. (laughs) I don't watch this show. Who's Brock? Um, so Raquel to Lisa's like, Katie called me a whore. And Lisa's like, why did you tell her that, Sandoval? And Raquel's like, 
But like kissing people makes you a whore. Raquel continues in a talking head. I think a big thing that has been a roadblock for me is trying to be liked by other people. She's crying now. Like I said, if you didn't know all of this stuff, you kind of would. I mean, you would be a little pissed because the short thing was weird. It really was. But you would see, oh, my God, she really is in this really dark place. But if you're worried about people liking you, that's a roadblock to you. You know, like that road has been completely obliterated. You do not have to worry. You're just not at this moment going to be liked by a whole lot of people. But I will say when people are in distress like this, there are a lot of people that will still stand by you. They, they don't seem to be great people themselves, but they're there. Billy Lee, shout out. Um She's like, you know, there's people that you surround yourself that either charge your battery or drain it. All the girls drain my battery and I don't want to have that in my life. Um, It's just really bad because you're like, okay, so Sandoval just charges your way up. He's like, and the only way to do it is to put the old P in the V. Sandoval's like, like Schwartz doesn't go around fucking all of our friends. Like, I'm like, dude, you got to be kidding me. And Raquel's like, why did she assume that we're fucking? And Sandoval's like, I said, dude, that's not the case. Raquel leaves to go back to her job. And Lisa's like, well, you probably really upset her now. Nobody wants to hear that. And Sandoval's like, don't worry. I'll make it up to her later, Lisa. High five. <laughs> Raquel walks by and Sandoval calls her over. And he's like, Call Raquel. It's like, what? Are you Okay. He puts his hand on her shoulder and Lisa's like, she's not. She's he's like, she's not okay, dear boy. She's not. And Raquel's like, I mean, I don't appreciate being called a whore and being slut-shamed for making out with somebody. Like, that's not cool. And Sandoval's like, yep, I don't think it's cool either. I think it's absolutely not cool. Sandoval and a talking head's like, I didn't anticipate Raquel being so upset about Katie calling her a whore. What did you think it was going to be like a fun loving like jam jimber like what do you like it was going to be like fun campfire tales I figured she would just like shrug it off but uh, I guess she's like a loser <laughs> like I guess she's not strong the way I am <laughs> but she goes but I definitely wanted to know what people are saying about her and you just know it says like and I'm saying that I love her and that she's the most amazing person I ever met. Like, it's really, really dark. There's potentially some, you know, I would theorize, and I'm not a therapist and never will be one, but you have to wonder, too, if there is a world in which Tom is potentially telling her horrible things that people are saying to have her ingratiate her, like, need Tom Sandoval more. Like, everybody hates you, dude, but I see the real you, and you're amazing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um and Lisa, by the way, to Schwartz goes, do you not get any of the blame? Which is like, exactly. Why are we pitting, you know, it's like Katie and Raquel. Schwartz is right here. He's the dude. Sandoval to Raquel, like, to me, it's an eye roll, dude. It's a laugh. That's what it is. It's just like so funny. It's just like, we don't even like, I just like, it's not an eye roll, dude. Maybe you shouldn't treat shit like this as an eye roll. Maybe you're so used to, you know, your priorities are so out of whack that this was an eye roll to you. Like, no, this, this, this was very, very serious, but it also makes me think how loose his thought process must be that he thought that this was just all funny and fun and, and fuck Katie, uh, who cares? Uh, here's the, here's the Sandoval and Rocky Rachel photo right here. Um, Lisa DeSchwartz is like, 
take responsibility for this. And Sandoval goes, I feel like Raquel doesn't have a lot of people in her corner. And she's like a really sweet girl. She doesn't have a bad bone in her body. And you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show the growth. I'm not going to make a bone joke like a lot of you sickos have. I'm not going to say anything that she already has had a bad bone. I'm not going to say anything like that. This is a family podcast. How dare you make that kind of sick, sick joke? Um, high five. Uh, <laughs> but it's like he's defending his real woman in this scene. That's how sick this is. Sandoval sits in deep contemplation after Raquel walks away like he hurt his new girlfriend potentially. And it appears as if Lisa seems to catch all of this odd behavior from him. But the other thing with Lisa, too, is that we've seen time and time again, she's, you know, these people, like, she throws them to the wolves. Like, this is content. But it was a very telling scene in so many ways. Now, we go over to Lala's apartment in Los Angeles. Lala is preparing the official snack of Bravo, a charcuterie board. We see a bunch of her hardcover books laid out as a display. Uh, Katie and Christina arrive. Lala also welcomes Allie. And this is just kind of, this scene is, this scene didn't fascinate me, but they're talking about Lala's birthday that's, you know, coming the next day. And Lala's like, there's something very special about this birthday. It just feels like a completely new chapter to me. And I would feel, I feel like living in this apartment for the rest of my life. I feel safe here being surrounded by people that I love other, uh, you know, over living at that house off Mulholland and Bel Air any day of the week. That was my torture chamber. Now, this is what I taught. This is what I want to point out just to, you know, for these examples of, you know, when people talk about reality versus real life and what we show on social media and what we don't is that Lala, you know, I remember the times when she was with Randall and she, you know, would post how much she loved her life in her book. She talks about it. You know, we would see, you know, her on Jeff Lewis's show, putting that house together and all of the joy and all this. Like, we saw that on social media. And the reality of that, which is what I want to know more of, is the reality that this that wasn't the case, that she was miserable over there, that she did have all of these suspicions. And that's what I'm saying is like, never believe what anybody shows you on social media because it's what they want to show you on social media. It takes a lot of balls, and I don't think a lot of people have it in them to show their actual reality because a lot of our realities aren't that exciting. Believe it or not, Lala Kent's reality probably is not that exciting. It's probably a really good, solid life. She has an amazing daughter. She's a great mom, all of this stuff. And she wants to, like, verbally spar. She loves being on a reality show. But, you know, it seems like her life is actually now calmed down enough where she can actually check back in with who she is. But that's the reality that I'm interested in with Lala. Um, and I don't know if you guys agree with that. But that's why I think it's sometimes performative with The Dawn. It reminds me so much of Erica Jane talking about how much dick she got last season, but we never saw even a gentleman shadowy figure in the background. Like, I'm getting dick. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the dick, dick, dick. I love Dick. Um, but that's just, you know, whether it, the same thing goes for Tom and Ariana, you know, uh, who was it that uh, it was Lala that said, well, they don't really show their reality. But I think it for everybody like, yeah, show everybody's reality, it, you know, but we all know in our own relationships that things sometimes are not glamorous. Things are hard day to day. Um they're talking about going to this place, Classic Cat, for Lala's birthday. She invited everybody but Charlie, which is like Charlie actually really nailed Lala good earlier in the season. So she's not invited. Raquel's not invited. And Schwartz is not invited. And Allie's like, are the boys coming? And, you know, Katie shakes her head that her dude is coming. She has a dude. This is actually the good part of the scene. 
We'll be back to the show in just one second, but now is my favorite part of the show when I get to talk about our sponsor. And this week we have a brand new sponsor, and I am so I am so happy about this sponsor because I dig them so much. Their name is Quince. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E. And they have some of the coolest, classiest clothes that I've seen on any online store. I was like, are you kidding me? I finally get to dress like a champion? They say shopping for clothes is a compromise because it often feels like I have to choose between saving up for an expensive luxury piece, which I'm trying to do as I get older. And so far, I have just one really nice jacket. (laughs) But you also then find yourself settling for cheap fast fashion items that won't last. But now, since I have elevated my closet with Quince, things are starting to take a turn. And I'm going to tell you about what I got in just one second because I am so over the moon. But I want to let you guys know I'm a guy, obviously, amazingly deep voice, but their women's clothes are incredible. I showed my sister last week in Arizona, her and my niece Addison were in love with this. And she was like, can you get me a discount? And I was like, no, please buy something. It helps the show. Hopefully that's going to come through. (laughs) But I'm telling you, if you go to the website, you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about immediately. So with Quince, I can get high quality, timeless pieces. You can get high quality, timeless pieces without paying that luxury price tag. Because let's not joke around. (laughs) Money is scarce these days. And you got to spend it on pieces that are awesome, that are durable, that will last you, and that will never go out of style. Quince offers a range of must-have items like a 100% Mongolian cashmere sweater for only $50, 100% European linen pants for $40, luxurious mulberry silk skirts at $60, not to mention $50 Italian leather bags and 14 karat gold jewelry from $30. So all their prices are 50 to 80% less than similar luxury brands. And because Quince creates timeless classic styles that won't go out of fashion, you're going to have them in your closet forever. So this gets my complete personal endorsement. Now, you know what is it? You know that line in that movie, As Good As It Gets, with Jack Nicholson? He tells Helen Hunt, you make me want to be a better man. Quince makes me want to be a better dresser, you know? Like, I'm like, damn, I would look good in these, potentially. It is time for upgrades. It's time for me to get back out there in the real world and not just sit behind a computer all day. And with Quince, I would be proud to be seen by people without my basketball shorts on. Now, these are the items I got from Quince. They came pretty much within a week of me ordering them, and they are awesome. Okay, so you want to hear what I got? Uh, I was able to get two things, and I got a double-brushed stretch overshirt jacket. It is like navy blue, and it's cool because it's like I like cover-ups, you know, just, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm shy. But I love, like, you can wear it with a T-shirt. You can uh, button it up, and it kind of looks like this cool shirt. But then if you unbutton it, kind of like almost like a thin jacket, and it just, like, the material is so, so, like, it just... It's really nice material, and you can tell it is very, very durable. That's not all, folks. You, you, you know your boy loves a jacket, right? Well, I got, I got a jacket, and I am ecstatic 
with this. I'm trying to find the actual description of the jacket because you gotta you gotta hear about it. Okay, yeah, it's the uh, 100% European linen blazer, also navy blue. This thing, European linen, folks. Your boy is worldwide. But I'm telling you, this thing is classy. Once again, you could wear it with a t-shirt. You could wear it with a light button-up. You could. It is a perfect light jacket for summer that's like a little classy. You know, if I went to Buca de, Be- Buca de Beppo, Dorit's room, I think it's perfect to wear there or any kind of summer event where you need to be a little bit more upscale. And the price on this is the right price. Trust me. I am so thrilled that these guys are my sponsor and I need you all to go and just look at the website because I don't even think I have to sell you on it. I think the website will sell you on it, but I want everybody to get something. I mean, I think this is a potentially a gift to you as well. Um, but I will say when I saw these, I got a little nervous because I was like, oh my God, these got to be really, really expensive. And then it turned out it was stuff that I could afford. And I was like, no way. Why have I ever been shopping elsewhere? Um, and like they said, the, the price is a fraction of what you expect and totally impressed with the quality. Um, so I bet you're wondering how they do it. I was wondering how they do it. Now, Quince partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings you guessed it on to you. And what's even better, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing practices. That's very important. And premium eco-friendly fabrics and finishes. So you and I can feel good about getting high quality items that last longer. Now, this is the most important part of this message. Shop with Quince today and discover the affordable luxury you deserve. Right now, go to quince.com slash so bad and you're going to get free shipping. And you also have 365 days to return um, uh, sorry, 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash so bad Q U I N C E. That's free shipping, 365 day returns, quince.com slash so bad. That is going to be in the show notes as well all week long. So you are going to be hearing about quince all week long, folks. And I am actually happy to have you hear about it. So now back to the show. Her dude is this guy named Satchel, which is a baseball player's name, Satchel Page. And this dude looks like, like kind of like he has a like Kenny G hair a little bit. Um, he's like a model actor. Uh, he is 10 years younger than Katie. And uh, this is him right here if you're watching on YouTube. And he treats her really well. So it, it's... Uh, I'm very, I'm very jealous of this satchel. Like, damn. Katie continues. Um, it was like, I was like, okay, here's this young guy. He'll be fun. I really didn't anticipate to keep hanging out with him. I came for the D and I stayed for the conversation. I know this is a family show, but D meant, means dick. And Katie, Katie's mom, if you're listening right now, I'm so sorry that I'm just reporting what the show says. Uh, Terry, I'm very sorry. Uh, Lala says, is this the one who brought you bowls from Morocco? And this little, this satchel guy brought her bowls from Morocco. 
already better than Schwartz. Like, Bulls from Morocco? That's amazing. Anyways, she's going to bring him to this event. Uh, but Katie goes, no one has met him. I was doing all my stuff in private out of respect. So I was like, you know what? But now with Schwartz doing that, I might as well. But that's what I also want to point out. And just point out even with Sandoval right now, continually posting to his social media. If you really want to like workshop who you are as a person, get offline for a while. But Katie also was smart enough and kind enough and all of this stuff to do this stuff, not in the shadows, but just not in public where she knew it was going to get talked about and posted about and all of this stuff. It's okay to do that. It actually is probably healthy to do that. Christina says, well, it's about time. You've been very sensitive to people's feelings, but you know, and Lala's like, by the way, Schwartzy made it known with his action. There's no level of respect. So now you can move on however you want. You can fuck his friends. You can bring dudes around. It is what it is. And little Lala, which is Lala's private parts is like, yeah, Katie, fuck it up. Woo. We glide over to Villa Rosa and Beverly Hills. And Santa was like, hi, Ken. I brought you some flowers. How you been? Ken is just kind of like hobbling. He's like, I've been, I'm better. I'm better. And I'm like, oh, what happened? And Schwartz is like, good to see you, brother. I'm sorry about the baby. And I'm like, what happened? But their dog, Rose, their little mini do their little dog, their little mini horse passed away. Lisa's in the other room talking to her dog, Puffy. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to say it. But the dog, Puffy, she's like, I know, Puffy. I'm upset. I'm going to miss it, too. And Puffy's literally like, am I okay here? Am I safe? Like, like I just want to make sure what we're getting fed here is on the up and up. Like, you know, it's like, I took out a life insurance policy on you, Puffy. Ah, we love you. They show us a picture of Lisa's two miniature horses from 2019. And Lisa in a talking head. It's like, Rose was only about six. She was just a baby when we got her. And we see her. Her, uh, Rose being delivered uh, to Lisa in the back of an SUV. I really don't know how you're supposed to transport many horses, but Lisa continues. She never had a day of illness in her life, but suddenly she was laying down and she just seemed to be in pain. So Kin literally put her in the back of a car to take her to the vet. Like, was it like the, one of the Rolls Royces? Like the, the, the Maybach? And then unfortunately she died before he got there. How does this keep happening? It feels like there's, I mean, these, uh, anyways, and poor Ken, like, I feel like he really, I feel like these animals are sometimes his life, life force, you know, like when Jiggy, I was like, ever since Jiggy went, I think Ken's never been the same. Like, oh, I miss Jiggy. Oh. Lisa's like, oh, thank you for the flowers, you guys. And Schwartz is like, of course, I love you so much. Can I see your boobs? And Lisa's like, ah, oh, oh, she was so perfect, Rosé. Let's go upstairs, shall we? It's nice and cool in there. Sit down, you guys. Please sit down, sit down, sit down. So she's going to talk to the guys right now. I, I feel like this is such a sad scene. And then we go into talking about the bar again. And I'm still caught up. I want to know more about the horsey. And I want more Ken. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I really do want to see more of Ken in this show. Because I love when he pops up. He's just so damn gruff. I, I truly, truly uh, I love him. Um, so Schwartz literally goes, gone too soon, man. Uh, they cheers to Rosé with glasses of Rosé. Uh, Lisa's like, I feel emotionally depleted right now, but there's so much we need to talk about. So Mexico. And Sandra's like, uh, what a great wreath that Mexico was. Just getting away. Uh, I fucked Raquel. Amazing. Really fully recharged. And Schwartz is like, 
We needed that trip. No, you didn't. Your whole life is like a pseudo vacation already. You didn't need that trip. Lisa's like, you also needed to be here because you've got to get this place open. It's one of our storylines. And Schwartz is like, I know. It's not like we're skirting responsibility being young hooligans, you know? Like we're also like middle-aged hooligans. We've really grown up. Still hooligans, though. I don't know words anymore as well. You used to be great at words. That was my few, my favorite word person. Lisa's like, I assume you're not opening this Wednesday. We're not. And that gives me anxiety. Well, Brett and Greg fired our chef, Lisa. And with that, we lost our whole kitchen staff. Why didn't we see the walkout? My God, that would have been a good scene. And Schwartz is like, our freezer might not be ready by then. We need to buy another one. It's missing one part. They're taking so long to get it, but we're on top of it. Not many places have AAA batteries, you know? And we're saving money, and they usually at Costco, they sell them in like 60. We just need like four. And like, Lisa, if you have a battery guy, that would be like so sweet. Um... And by the way, I don't know why Santa's like, I'm so tired of this shit. Like, I'm tired of the nickel and diming to cut in corners. Let's just get it open. He's like full on yelling once again. Now he's sweating as well. And I, I don't get the nickel and diming thing because he always complains about how much money he's put into this. So I'm not, I'm so weirded out by budget here. And George is like, I know, Tom, that's all you do is huff and puff. It doesn't matter how loud you say that. You don't back it up with your actions and your efforts. He's like, yeah, dude, smell my fingers. I'm getting it good, dude. No, it, 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 even Schwartz in this, you kind of feel a little empathy towards Schwartz because uh, and I will say, Tom, when he was on my podcast, you know, a year and a half ago or whenever, last January, he did mention that Schwartz gets mad at him all the time. He should be texting more. He should, you know, now, and I didn't want to believe even Sandoval. Sandoval was telling me, I was like, no, you're great. But he seems like he's like a, that guy that was like so invested in so many other different things. And he might be a really hard partner to be with. But. You know, Sandoval's also brought so much to Schwartz in terms of financial opportunities and stuff like that. Lisa's like, that's a big accusation. If you're saying he sometimes doesn't back it up and he helps him open the spot, what's your point? And Sandoval screams, sometimes? Fuck off! And Schwartz screams, and the perfect example is when we had to submit the menu. He went to band practice. In the daytime, you got your fucking nails done, and you waited until like 12.30 a.m. when I'm about to pass out. And Sandoval and I talking to like, first of all, that band practice was scheduled weeks in advance. And I'm not about to walk around town with some grubby-ass chip nails. Oh, my God, God forbid. I'm not, you know, I, I don't paint my nails, so I don't know the drama. You ladies probably know more than I do. Uh, it does have to be a bitch uh, when you chip a nail. But at the same time, Tom, you're opening a fucking bar. Like, come on, that's a ridiculous, you know, that's ridiculous. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 
$30 performance polos and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. You thought that was going to be cute and it's just it's just even stupider when I watch it, you know. But he, once again, shares no responsibility for something that his partner, you know, Schwartz is his partner, just like Ariana is in a way. And once again, not taking responsibility at all. Lisa upsets like, you came around here to bring levity to a dark day and you're giving me terrible anxiety right now. And she was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You should talk to each other. And Sandoval's screaming at Schwartz. Dude, the real issue, the real issue, this is the real issue. And this is what we have been ready to pull the trigger. And there's one person in our goddamn life who literally pulls the e-brake every time. And you know who that person is. And I was like, I like, is it Greg? I'm just going to go with Greg. But either that, maybe it's God. Is it God? Like, who is it? Lisa's like, let me talk. Schwartz is like, Tom, objectively, we're not ready to open. And Sandoval's like, we're never going to be ready then, dude. Yes, we are. We're never going to be ready, dude. Yes, we are. We're so close. Tom, stop. Get the fuck out of here. Schwartz's like, oh, my God. It was very, like, Tom was on, Sandoval was on one. It was really awkward to watch. And, you know, you, you got to read into these things and you're like, well, I mean, was he just falling apart right and left? Now we are at another scene. This is a very telling scene as well. We're at Ariana and Tom's house that they co-own together. And this is another, like I said, very telling scene about what is potentially going on in their worlds together. And uh, this uh 
pulled, pulled up a photo of Ariana listening to Tom. And this is where I th- think he meant with telling production, he's like, we're working on the problems. I, I just want to share our problems. Remember, this dude is fully cheating at this point. So Sandoval comes in. He's like, Dumplin', what's up? Yeah. Okay, so they're not really in a relationship, but he's still calling her Dumplin', all this stuff. Ariana's like, what are you doing? Sandoval's like, working on some bar stuff. And she's like, okay, that's good. Um, and Sandoval's like, I think I'm going to go to the store and grab some stuff, start my healthy lifestyle. I guess he's starting to cleanse. And uh, Ariana's like, okay, let me get on my calendar. What day are you doing the thing? And Sandoval's like, my uh, deposit? the seventh and Ariana's like okay if you like have shit sperm I don't want to go in anywhere near my shit that I worked very hard to have harvested from my body as you know Tom in therapy Howie she called my sperm shit sperm dude that you don't do that but she was joking and Sandoval's like okay Ariana in a talking head says two years ago I froze my eggs and I was able to retrieve 26 of them that sounds pretty good I don't know a lot about this but which was like really 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 good like incredible good job ovaries so once again, they have been working on this for a bit. They even do a flashback to the reunion where they had talked about this, you know, wanting to do this, or at least in case Ariana ever changed her mind, they would have done this. So they weren't pressured by age and time and things like this. And this is what he told Howie of like, oh, I can't just like so scary. Like she never wanted to have kids. And then she's like, like, this was already in the works, you guys. Another thing that was like, this was already in the work. Tom, you could have stopped this, man. If you had just told the truth. So Ariana's like, okay, so you just won't drink or smoke anything for like five days. And Sandoval pauses. He's like, yeah. You know, he's like, I have to get Raquel pretty liquored up to like touch her and stuff. So fuck. Um, Ariana continues in a talking head. My stance on all things related to being pregnant, giving birth has not really changed. Um, they flash back to 2017 where a woman asked how many kids and Santa was like, uh, at least three or four. And Ariana's like zero. Ariana's once again, I don't want to make this a conversation about women's choice and autonomy over their own bodies, but she has it. And she was also honest with Tom from the very get go. You can have your own thoughts about blah, blah, blah. But remember, she was open and honest with Tom at the very beginning. I think in reality, Tom probably thought, oh, I could probably change her mind, dude. I'll, I'll get her. On, I'll get her on the Sandoval way of thinking. And I don't think she ever did. I think she's her own person. And that must be wildly disappointing to Tom. But I think Raquel, uh, you know, you can put some thoughts in there potentially. And maybe some babies. Who knows? Tom, don't do that. That would be a huge, huge mistake right now. Please don't do that. Oh, that would be so bad, dude. I think, you know, because when you're not thinking clearly like he isn't, you know, the the issue would be like, oh, I bet I can get people to love me again if I get her pregnant because that will show how serious I am with her. And that's just not, that's not it. But you you guys might roll your eyes, but think about like all the crazy stuff he's thought already. So you just never know. Um, so Ariana in a talking head's like, it's just that I don't like biological clocks having the power to run anything. And those eggs, they are more viable, viable as fertilized embryos. So Ariana's, Ariana's like, maintain a healthy weight. Okay. Maintain a healthy diet. Good. Manage your stress. And Santa's like, oh shit. And Ariana's like, that's where you might be in trouble. She's like, he's like, today it's definitely peak anxiety because we're supposed to be open on the 31st. I told Lisa we're, you know, we're opening. And Ariana's like, you can only do what's in your control. You just have to make sure you're on top of that. And Santa was like, are we ever even going to use these eggs? Which is like, dude, you, you know, you said before you were excited and now you're going to question, are we ever even going to use these? And this is him. I think subtly, here's a picture of Tom trying to put this, you know, out there of like, these are issues. 
oh, are we going to use these? Are you going to get mad at me for saying that? Uh, Ariana's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. I don't really care if, if we do, I guess. I mean, I'm not going to be pregnant. And Sandoval and I talking heads like, last year when Ariana asked me to fertilize her eggs, I was like excited. Like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. But why would Ariana want me to like fertilize her eggs when we might or might not have kids? Whatever she decides. Your partners, you dumbass. You made these decisions together. Like, your partners. And also, listen, this is another point where you could have said, I don't want to do this then. Sandoval says, being able to go out and blow off steam, like, really helps me mentally. Like, when I literally feel like I'm going to lose it. Like, it's so sad because he's like, you know, part of this is going out and drinking, but part of it is now to do with Raquel, like relieving stress. And Ariana's like, well, I feel like you can do that without drinking. We got to work on more healthy coping mechanisms. And this poor girl now, Ariana, who doesn't want to ever be labeled a poor girl, you could see she wants to work on their relationship. She's like, listen, you know, let's work through this. And Sandoval's like, well, we all do unhealthy things. And Ariana's like, yeah, I know that we do. But taking shots is not a hard thing to not do. And I'm like, do what Schwartz does. He only does a half shot. He's very evolved. Sandoval heaves a sigh. He's like, oh, no, dude. It's tough. Sometimes I talk to you about stuff and it's like, you never agree with me. Like, you li- like literally never agree with me, dude. It's tubular, dude. What's up, man? What's up, dog? Um, so this is him throwing this out there. And Ariana goes, well, we've agreed plenty of times in this conversation. And you tell Sandoval, like, Oh, fuck. Here she goes with that rationale. Sandoval goes, I feel like this summer specifically, like when I try to bring any sort of like point up, it's like you and here's like he's setting it up. And Ariana Ariana goes, hey, we're allowed to have different perspectives. (laughs) It's like you to see he's struggling because she's like he's throwing them and she's like knocking them down. And Sandoval's like, I know, but it gets frustrating, frustrating. Like, I feel like for the past few months, it's like I will explain to you a situation. I'll explain my point of view. And it feels like to me, you're very quick to take the other person's point of view when I tell you something. So like Schwartz with Katie. (laughs) And I. He goes, I don't want anybody to ever have my back unconditionally, but it sometimes makes me feel that you question my intelligence. You think I'm like an idiot in ways or like, and you tell this is really, truly a hang up for Tom because Ariana has always been praised for kind of having her wits about her. And Tom has not been praised for that. He's been praised for a lot of other things. Um, but this really seems to get at him. He wants to be considered very intelligent. And Ariana's like, well, I wouldn't be with anybody that I thought was an idiot, first of all. And second of all, if I thought you were an idiot, I would be like, oh, so fucking nice to you all the time. Because I'd be like, oh, poor thing. You're an idiot, which actually made me laugh and actually kind of, you know, it's like, oh, my God, this is just such a bummer. It's so dark t- It's like another one of those dark moments because, you know, he's saying that he doesn't feel heard or smart or loved or feel sexy. And she's like, no, I think you're great. I think you're I I, I think you're amazing. If I didn't, I wouldn't treat you like this. Um, But, you know, so uh, Santa's like or like annoying. Sometimes I feel like I just annoy you. And Ariana's like, Tom. You do annoy me on purpose a lot. And Sandoval's like, oh, yeah, I guess. And they laugh, which was cute. It was like, oh, this is a couple working stuff out. But now that we know he was cheating the whole time, it takes on this whole different scene. And Ariana's like, on purpose. And Sandoval's like, I'm saying like what I'm not doing it on purpose. And Ariana's like, well, Tom, we've been together for a long time. 
I can only imagine how annoying I am to you. And he's like, oh, fuck, this didn't work at all. We pop over to Pump and Lisa arrives and stops at the hostess sand. I know it's super quiet tonight because of the heat. And this girl's like, I know, I don't make any money here. It's going to get better. <laughs> all right, I'm going to sit over here. I wonder if she comes in every night. Yeah, it's the heat again. Uh, Lisa, we're in December. Yes, it's the heat in December heat. We see... Um, a long leg wrapped in a zebra print pant with a strappy high heel and yellow toenail polish emerge from a car outside, and it is the one and only Garcelle Bouvet, followed by her cheating, homewrecking son, Oliver. Not homewrecking, uh, you know, Oliver. And Garcelle's like, you good? And Oliver's like, yeah. And Garcelle's like, this should be fun. Her blazer matches her pants, and Oliver's like, yeah, it's going to be cool, because he's like, TV, I love it. They enter and go to Lisa's table, and they are talking, and Lisa's like, do you know when anybody ever says to me, can you give my son a job? It's always, oh, no, please don't ask me. But in this case, I lucked out <laughs> because he fucks everybody. <laughs> Garcelle's like, oh, and Oliver's like, thank you, Lisa. Thank you. I did. I lucked out. And Garcelle's like, I love that. Also, I wonder how much of this is a potentially a precipitation of Lisa coming back on uh, Beverly Hills, which I would love, but also this, uh, you know, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic, but I love that Garcelle is there, but I also think it's horrible Oliver's behavior. So it's hard to really champion this. Um, so they order drinks and Garcelle kisses ass and says that Lisa's rosé is the best rosé and they take a shot of Rin they take a shot at Rinna cuz Rinna has a rosé now Lisa's like are you saying everybody's rosé it's better than everybody's she's absolutely right my rosé is much better than anybody's rosé that your friends might try to create we cut to Rinna's 2021 rose tasting of like hey, we're going to move down the table and do the wine tasting <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Harry, make some bolognese. We're doing a wine tasting. <laughs> oh my God, I haven't done my Rena Demon voice in so long. Wow, that hurt my throat. Lisa continues in a talking head. If it was me, I'd come up with a unique idea. Well, Lisa, she did. She now dresses up as characters for any kind of runway show and really just waits for people to make memes of her. And... It's going really good. Uh, Oliver orders a margarita, and Lisa's like, last time I saw you hanging around with the girls. Um, and Garcelle's like, I saw some photos. Did you? I didn't see any photos, uh, any nudes. <laughs> Garcelle's like, well, he sent me a photo with the girls, and I was like, oh, when did this happen? And Oliver's like, we had a good night. And Lisa's like, that was Raquel. And Oliver's like, yeah, we had an eventful night. You had a little bit more than a... And Garcelle's like, oh, should I be here? And Lisa's like, I think they had a snow. And Garcelle's like, what's a snog? Oliver laughs like, I've never heard of a snog. <laughs> yeah, you have. Garcelle goes, that sounds dirty. And Lisa goes, it sounds worse than it is. It's a kiss. It's a little makeout. And Oliver's like, it was a fun night, you know? It wasn't anything serious, but we had a great time. And Lisa's like, the girls were fighting over you. You know that. Suddenly, there's this ray of sunshine that comes in, and they're like, take me, take me. Even little Lala was like, take me, take me. Um... So Oliver was like, well, something was just with Raquel. She's super sweet. I had a great time. And Lisa's like, she's here. She's going to see you're here. And Oliver's like, yeah, we have a little rendezvous. Oh, you do, <laughs> dear boy. Garcelle looks like she's not liking what she's hearing. Oliver's like, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great time. We had a great time when I first met her. So you like her? 
I, I do. And so you split up with your wife, and Oliver's like, yeah, yeah, we've been separated for months now. And Lisa's like, really? We are working on co-parenting in a healthy way. I still have the most love for her. I'm going on Howie Mandel's podcast next week to talk about it. She's a great mom. Her kids are fantastic. And so we will always be a family. And this is the thing. Like, I think uh, Oliver was on somebody else's podcast a month or so ago. And I just don't, like, when somebody's going to lie this brazenly and openly, I don't really have, like, a full wanting to have them on a podcast because you're never really going to get the truth. It's going to be shit like this of, like, all positive. We're very healthy. We're co-parenting up the ass. We're just great. Everybody's great. It's not the truth. Garcelle says, well, if I can say something, uh, my ex-husband, because he's like, she's a great mother. Her kids are fantastic. We'll always be a family. And Garcelle goes, my ex-husband, Mike, which is Mike Nylon, also modeled what a stepdad does. But he also, I want to, you know, add, he also added what he also modeled what a cheater does. Because like I've mentioned many times is that Mike Nylon cheated on Garcelle very bad. And that's what ended the relationship. Garcelle called it out. So I hope Garcelle has really sat down Oliver and said, listen, I know you're my son. And also the tendency is for moms to believe their sons over anybody else. But I hope Garcelle is somebody that was cheated on in such a humiliating fashion can really pull her son apart and go, don't go down this road because it seems like you're potentially having way too much fun. And also, especially for this person who is now now triumphed in his sobriety um you don't want to go down that road and affect that as well i think there is something when you fly too close to the sun and you get a lot of attention all of a sudden and you're told you're beautiful and good looking which you know guys need to hear we're beautiful (laughs) we need to feel sexy but you know the world is suddenly your oyster and all of a sudden everything that you've built with somebody else doesn't look quite as nice because there's so many other different flavors that baskin robbins offers and i think that potentially is what he's dealing with and it's it's not I don't know, just if you if you look at the history of cheating and stuff like that, it usually never works out for you. Um, Garcelle goes, I loved your dad when I was married to him. I loved Mike when I was married to him, but I want to feel like when I meet the next guy, the minute I meet him, I want to go, that's my guy. And she goes, how did you meet Kenley? So did you feel it? And she's like, I felt something. Always a double entendre. They all laugh. And Lisa's laughing. Lisa's He's like, I think I was bending over the bathtub and I felt something. And I was like, this could be the one. (laughs) I love that. She's like, he stuck his dick in me. Oh, oh. Oh, I'm going to knock your smock clean out. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> Oliver goes, yeah, Garcelle's laughing. You are outrageous, Lisa. I love it. We go over to Allie and James's apartment. James is like, this jacket is probably too much, huh? Do I look like a fat fuck in it, huh, huh, huh? <laughs> I love, I really, DJ James Kennedy is part of what makes this He's such a he's such a villain, but thank God we have so many other villains that I can actually enjoy, enjoy DJ James Kennedy's scenes. Um, but he's with Allie here. He's holding this wine colored jacket he wore to the reunion, and Allie's holding up two dresses, like about to you know go for Lala's birthday. He's like, "Yeah, if it's Lala's birthday, like I've been invited to a lot of Lala's birthdays, and I've also been disinvited to a lot of Lala's birthdays." And Allie goes, "Oh, really? I bet. Like, what does that even mean? I bet. Like, yeah, you're a complete wreck. I bet you've been disinvited." James like, "Who else was there last night?" And Allie was like, "Well, it was Katie, Lala, and Christina. I'm scared though. I kind of, I think I started something last night." 
night. Oh, okay, lean in, you guys. Allie and Atagane goes, last night at Lala's apartment, I gathered my stuff. And as we were leaving and just chatting, that's when I mentioned like, oh, yeah, I saw Sandoval and Rocky Rachel dancing together at the Abbey after See You Next Tuesday, which is DJ James Kennedy's DJ night. Allie says, I thought it was kind of weird because it was 1 a.m. And where's Ariana? That's why it's so important to have an outsider like Allie in here with a perspective. Because if you saw Sheena on Watch What Happens Live, she was like, yeah, I didn't think it was weird that the 1 a.m. Like, I would do that dance with Sandoval as well. Like, these people's brains just don't think the right way anymore where they think this kind of shit is completely normal and it's not. But you need Allie coming in there going, Duh, this definitely was not normal at all. Um so Allie continues in a talking head. I personally wouldn't be comfortable with it. I guess, you know, to have my boyfriend out at 1 a.m. with girls, that's, you know, but everyone's different. <laughs> yeah. By the way, DJ James Kennedy, you got to watch it. He does a lot of touring. I hope you're going with him. James is like, I've noticed how much that Raquel's been hanging out with the Toms, both of them. So they're like best of buds these days, aren't they? And Allie's like, yeah, seriously. Well, I wouldn't put too much into it. All right. Pink shirt it is. But isn't this amazing? Allie says this shit. James is aware of it. But even he is like, no, they just hang out. They're friends. It's that fat fuck Schwartz we got to worry about. That lazy son of a bitch. Oh. But like, she, he's like, no, we don't got to worry about that. He is a wreck about everything. And even he sets it aside, which I think is fascinating. Now we're at Raquel's apartment in North Hollywood. Raquel's dog is barking like, let me. <laughs> Get me out of here. Help, help, help. I got a puncture wound. <laughs> That's my dog voice. And Sheena comes in with Brock and Brock's like, knock, knock. And Raquel's like, hi, it's the newlyweds. Uh, Sheena hands her a bottle of rosé, which is Aveline rosé. It's uh, Cameron Diaz's wine company that Janet Elizabeth, who's Sheena's best friend, uh, one of her best friends, works for or worked for. And that's why you see a lot of Aveline product placement. I believe uh, Ariana did uh, product placement of it at Coachella last week as well. Uh, we cut over to Lala's Los Angeles apartment. We see balloons with there and Lala opens the door. Christina brings her flowers. Christina Kelly, and they're talking. We're cutting back and forth in this scene from these two places. Um, and uh, Lala's like, it's my motherfucking birthday. It's the first birthday that I've celebrated single in a very long time. And I'm just feeling like I also want to end the night with birthday sex. So whoever is ready and willing, come to my bed. And little Lala's like, yeah, we want to get fucked. Um, Lala's like, oh my gosh, Christina, I have so much to tell you. Um, I, uh, I sent you and Katie the screenshot of Oliver's wife, Sam. She reached out and told me that Oliver sent her a picture of all of us. She said the way Raquel was leaning in on him, she had a pit in her stomach and knew something was wrong. So I told her they made out that night and he's coming out here to go on a date with her. And we go over to Raquel's apartment and, uh, Raquel is... Let me pull the picture up for this. Um, this is so messed up. Raquel is talking to Sheena about this as well. And it's just, God, it is wild that in this internet age that Raquel or Sheena or somebody didn't like go, <clears throat> didn't go like digital dive this guy and see if he was single or not. Um, I also want to read to you guys a little bit about uh, Oliver's wife or ex-wife, Samantha Sanders. Um, this is the post that she wrote a long time ago. One of them. She writes, I have been told to stay silent. 
Since Oliver has started working at Vanderpump Parents Paris, he has disrespected me and my kids in every way possible. He has made jokes about my mental health and uh, trigger warning here. Um, suicidal thoughts with coworkers. He has committed adultery with coworkers and guests of the restaurant. I have found out he has made out with Raquel while filming Vanderpump and plans to um, plans to um, sorry plans to continue to date Raquel while filming. He continues to lie to me and say he wanted to work on things, but behind my back continued to talk bad about me and disown being a stepdad. When I met Oliver and fell in love with him, I had no idea the demons he was battling. Because I loved this man and saw everything he was capable of, I stayed and trusted him. I stayed silent and helped him behind closed doors and never talked bad about him or blasted his secrets. I helped this man get back on his feet after fighting a strong addiction and battling in the courts. I financially supported this man and all the kids off one income while he was getting clean. I worked extra, paid for all his studio time with music, podcasts, video shoots. Once he got his job, I decided to pursue real estate, trusting he was going to support like I did to him. Instead, this man has left me thousands of dollars in debt and in a financial struggle. My family will now need time to heal from all of this pain that we have been through publicly and behind closed doors. Please keep us in your prayers. Yes, I have receipts of everything. And um, she did. She she posted a lot of these things. It was a really bad scenario that I don't think Oliver looked so great. And I'm not saying that, uh, you know, it's just, it, just bad, bad. You know, um, so we jump back to Raquel's apartment and Raquel's like, you guys, I checked my Instagram and I got a DM from somebody saying, apparently Oliver isn't separated from his wife. And she's like, what? And his wife is posting stories saying that he's been cheating on her with multiple women and it's specifically naming me. And I don't know, are they together or not? And Sheena's like, there's no way he's coming around and, you know, not being separated. And Raquel's like, I mean, we were making out in Vegas. Like, it seemed like he was definitely separated from her. Like, it wasn't even a question. And, I mean, just dumb. Dumb. We go back to Lala's. And Lala's like, uh, Raquel is about to know this because I'm going to go on a fucking in on that hoe and christina's like oh my god we're back to raquel's and brock's like you're gonna go on a date with him tonight and raquel's like i was supposed to he texted me last night saying see you tomorrow beautiful which by the way now she's like juggling man she's got sandoval she's got this Sheena's like well you should definitely still go and talk to him in person why should she still go i mean obviously for the show brock's like or like talk to his ex and Raquel's like, okay. And Brock's like, say, look, I'd like to know from your perspective. And Sheena's like, you know, she's going to respond right away. Yeah, because I feel like, say, hey, I'm seeing all of this stuff. First of all, he told me he was separated. And Brock's like, I'll top us off because they're drinking wine. And Raquel's like, okay, I'm calling. Guys, I'm terrified. You know, whether it be a conversation, you weren't terrified to tell Katie that you were into, the, you know, anyways, Raquel dials, the phone's ringing on speaker and Brock's like, honey, I don't want to be here right now. A woman says, hello. And she's like, hi, Sam, it's Raquel. I'm so sorry to hear everything. And I watched your stories and I read your Instagram post and I had no idea that he was still committed to you. Raquel and I talking that goes, Oliver made it seem like he's very, at least, you know, the very least going through a divorce. Raquel to Samantha goes like, it's really fucked up for him, obviously, to do this to you, but to put me in that position too, I'm pissed. Leave yourself out of it, Raquel, when you're talking to the actual wife. Raquel and I talking to Ed, but the way that Samantha is talking to me on the phone right now, she is saying that Oliver had made promises to her that he's going to work on their marriage and that they're still living in the same apartment together. Sheena's listening with wide eyes. You can tell she's like, Ooh. 
and uh, she drains her wine glass. Raquel's like, it just seems so manipulative and selfish. I hate being in this position. I had no clue. We cut back to Lala, and Lala's like, keep in mind, he left that pussy place in Vegas and went home and slept with his wife. So he made out, Christine's like, he made out with Raquel and went home and slept with his wife? Yes, Lala says. Lala Natagna goes, I know this feeling so well. I saw a picture of my ex literally walking across the street with two chicks. There was nothing about the photo that was telling, yet my gut was telling me everything I needed to know. That, of course, was the thing that, like, I guess the straw that broke the camel's back. It was the uh, Nashville photo. Um, but I do remember, like, uh, who was the girl? Uh, God, what was her? Girl Gangs? Girl, Remember that account? Girl Gangs? And, and she was pregnant. It was like all that. But she came on my podcast a couple times, and I think she was one of the first people to show Lala this. But I will say, like, Lala's like, in my gut, I you know, nothing was unassuming about the photo, but in my gut, I'm like, wait a sec. We all saw that photo, and we knew what it was. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Lala, and I think the women that are involved in these men, they're so kind of so trusting that they just don't even see what we all see. But it's like in your gut, like, dude, we all knew in our gut what that was immediately. Um, Christina goes, when is she going on a date with him? And Lala's like tonight. And meanwhile, back at Raquel, she's on the phone. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm going to confront him about it tonight. Maybe don't go. Raquel and I talking to her goes, I was excited to go on this date with Oliver. Um, but now I feel furious with him for putting me in this situation. Oh, Raquel, you're mad now. Wait till you find out the situation that Sandoval's put you in. Have you met Ariana before? Sheena goes, well, now you're going to get dragged on social media and you're going to be the other woman. And that's not fucking fair to you. And I'm like, you really are going to be labeled the other woman. Sheena and I talk now goes, once you're labeled the mistress, it never goes away. I've literally been called this for the past 17 years. Sheena to Raquel is like, it doesn't matter if you didn't know you're still that girl. And none of this lands on Raquel, obviously, because she continues to be in a relationship with Tom. Now we're back to Lala's and Christina's like, oh my God, she was going and calling you a mistress and all that stuff. And now she just made out with this guy and going on a date with him and he's married. And Lala goes, yeah, you know what they call that, Christina? It's called a mistress. And then little Lala's like, yeah, it's a mistress, bitch. It's evening in Hollywood and Lala and Christina are walking to the birthday venue for Lala's birthday. Um, and uh, this is the final big scene. God, we've we've been doing this for a while. Here's a picture of Oliver. Actually, we're going to see that scene. There's a, a, another couple more scenes. I really put my ass into this one. I put my bussy into this one, you guys. Wow. Um, I'm trying to find the picture of this birthday. One sec, you guys. Pulling it up. The Lala's birthday party. It's fun. Um. Oh, this is, uh, I'm pulling up Katie and Satchel, Satchel Page, her, uh, her dude. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you're seeing this. So they're going into this classic cat place on the Sunset Strip. Uh, it looks like a cute place. There, uh, Lala is getting pictures taken by Christina. She's like, make sure my boobs are up. And little Lala's like, yeah, make sure the vagina's up too. We see Katie and Satchel arrive and Satchel's like, you've been here four times, you said? And Katie's like, yep. Well, I'm excited. I don't know what to expect. Um, and I'm like, get ready, dude. You're about to enter hell. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know what to expect, dude. Let me show you a couple key episodes just to clue you in. In fact, I feel like I should train people to get on Vanderbump rules of like, okay, bring it in. You're going to deal with a lot of stuff. Okay. 
Now that over there, that's Sandoval. He's going to be real nice. You're going to really love him. He might try to feel your girlfriend's ass, okay? It's just how it goes. Uh, over there is Schwartz. He is probably not going to get up from a couch. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, we see Satchel. He seems all full of, you know, he seems a nice guy. Uh, Lala's like, hey, I'm Lala. And Katie and I talk and I goes, it's nice hanging out with Satchel. He's very sweet and he shows me affection and it's just a nice change. We get a trio of flashbacks of all the times that it wasn't nice with Schwartz where Katie's like, all I need you to do is fucking listen to me for a minute. Schwartz is like, the problem is... I just don't like the sound of your voice. And then a house party in 2019 when Katie was rightfully pissed that Randall Emmett used a cop car as a prank in the middle of fucking the, it was just, and Katie was like, this isn't funny. And Schwartz was like, Katie, shut up. And Katie's like, that's not funny. It's true. Chill. And in a mocking voice, you can't thingy. And then we also see a private moment in 2021. Katie's like, do I look bad? And Schwartz is like, well, your hair looks a little bit like a Karen haircut. What a way to get the sex going. By the way, Joe probably did her haircut. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give you a Karen. You're not going to even know it. <laughs> Katie continues in a talking head. Let's just say I won't be complaining to anyone how his dick doesn't work. <sighs> Man, I know, you know, but he probably obviously did have some dick issues. And I hate to say, it, you know, like sensitive and also with the alcohol. You know, there's so many things that go into it. But like to bring it up a couple times, you know, there's like smoke, there's fire. And also as you get older, things just start petering out. You might not get an oil chain. Anyways, Ariana and Sandoval are walking arm in arm. Allie and James arrive. James is carrying flowers. Brock and Sheena arrive. And Brock's like, honey, are they going to have good? Are they going to have some food in there? And Sheena's like, yeah, they have food. Everybody's greeting each other. James puts his hand out to see. He's like, who's this? What's up, man? How are you, James? And Satchel's like, I'm Satchel. Nice to meet you. What's your name, brother? I'm Brock. And he's like, Satchel. And she's like, hi, I'm Sheena. And Sheena is like, it's weird seeing Katie with this actor, <laughs> shaggy dog. It's a model actor. Shaggy dog looking motherfucker. I mean, he looks like he just got groomed at Vanderpump Dogs. Sheena, listen, have you seen Brock's hair? I mean, he cut it recently, but you know. Anyways, some girl goes to Katie and Satchel. I mean, as a couple, you two have the best eyebrows combined I have ever seen, honestly. Logan, uh, Logan Cochran, who is now a manager over at TomTom and Ariana's best friend, is like, what is that? She's like, my brush. She's like, it's cute. They're playing with some hair thing. And Logan's like, is Schwartz coming? And Ariana's like, he's not invited. He's having a bath. We cut to Schwartz in his bathtub and it's like, rubber ducky, you're the one. You make bath time lots of fun. Joe, could you give me a cider, please? And some Malort. Robert Ducky, where where were we? Robert Ducky. He has his phone in there. He's like, oh, there should be a cup holder in here. How did this dude not drop his phone in the bath? I just was like, he's going to drop his phone in the bath. Back to the party. And Lala to Katie's like, what did you do today? And Katie's like, washed my bed sheets. And I'm like, oh, God, Katie. Little Lala's like, yeah, fuck yeah. Wash those wedgies. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, they start talking about Garcelle Bouvet's son, Oliver. Uh, there's a reality blurb headline, accused of cheating with Raquel Le Levis from Vanderpump Rules. His wife responds, and Lala goes, he reminds me of Randall. It's taking me back. And Katie goes, Oliver's in town? And Lala's like, I think he's on a date with Raquel. And Katie's like, shut the fuck up. Meanwhile, we're at this restaurant, Ella, in Beverly Hills, and Oliver shows up. You know Oliver with a lot of the people, like the servers, he'll always be like, yo, I'm here, Oliver, party of two. She'll be like, right this way. And I'll be like, I appreciate, he goes, appreciate you. He's one of those guys who goes, appreciate you. I appreciate you. He doesn't even go, I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Yeah. 
Appre- much much appreciation, yeah. Raquel arrives. They hug. She's like, it's good to see you, girl. He's like, you too. It's been a lot, huh? Yeah. How's everything? Good. Uh, so I'm sure there's been a lot of stuff going on in my life, especially today. My son's mom just sort of put me on blast for some things like I've been doing. And it's been a rough day. Like, I don't know if you heard anything or you seen anything. Just, uh, I just feel like I owe it a little bit to you to just hear your side of the story. But I also had a conversation with Samantha today saying that you had cheated with multiple women and that I'm one of them. This seems completely coached by Sheena. I mean, it really does. And now I think Sheena might be doing her talking heads as well because it's a very clear thought. And Oliver's like, uh, right, uh, okay. And like what's shocking to me is because the way you made it seem like you guys were separated completely. No, we are. We have been. Like I had my own place for eight months. She didn't know about it, but I had one. I guess there were certain times that I would still go over there. You know, things would happen sometimes. Look at me. <laughs> I'm amazing. And I was, you know, I feel lonely and things are still new. And I just wanted to be around my son as well. And I guess the price of admission was this dick. No, <laughs> I'm not trying to excuse it, but I'm just trying to put it out on the table because it's like, it's been a lot. And Oliver, Oliver is, um, Oliver's like, no, we are getting a divorce. We've been going through a divorce. And Raquel's like, but like, where did you stay that night we kissed? At my house. At your house by yourself? Of course. Because Samantha told me differently. She said that you guys had sex together that night. He goes, we didn't have sex together that night. Um... Maybe I'll have to check my calendar. Maybe a few days later. And that was that that wasn't the right thing to do. Don't you think that's confusing for her? Why isn't she fucking saying this stuff to Sandoval? And he goes, Absolutely. I'm very sorry this is so messy. Like I'm sorry that you got brought into it. It wasn't my intention. I feel horrible, I do. I appreciate your apology, but like it doesn't make up for the bashing that I'm getting on social media saying, like, I'm seeing this guy that's actually married. Oh, girl, you think, well, thank God she had a warm up. She's like, okay, I know I've been here before. Um, She's like, it was not presented that way to me. So it just feels unfair. And Oliver goes, at the end of the day, I understand if you're mad. And Raquel goes, I am mad. But she doesn't seem mad at all. And Oliver goes, I understand. I understand. And I don't blame you. You know what I mean? I don't blame you. It was super messy to begin on this foot. And this isn't the foot that anybody wants to start on. Raquel and I talking to goes, I'm furious with Oliver for making me look at it in a certain way, which is not representative of who I am at all. He's very openly a cheater, and he hasn't done anything to hide it or keep his wife from finding out, which makes me think he wants her to feel bad. Uh, <laughs> Raquel likes her cheaters that really are good at it. You know, like not the people that do it openly. Like I know Sandoval, he goes to great lengths to lie to Ariana. And I appreciate that. Cause that like helps me out in my lies. It is so backwards that this is actually going on. And these people, this is when you like realize how dark reality shows actually are because we wouldn't, we wouldn't be watching it the way we are, but now we are. And you're like, you fucking liar, you fucking liar. And you were doing this this whole time. And you're sitting there trying to say somebody else is moralistic. Like you almost make Oliver look better. And anyways, Raquel ends this date, you know, you can tell he's pissed or bummed. And, you know, it is weird, though. It's like there's so many single people out there. Raquel, some people find her attractive. She wouldn't have a problem finding somebody. 
Um, by the way, they also do this shot at the end of this that says stay a while. There's like a neon sign that says stay a while and they push in on it for three seconds. And now I think everything's like a Da Vinci Code secret. And I'm like, what does that mean? Stay a while. What does that mean? Are they meaning that Raquel should not have? <laughs> Anyways, Raquel leaves the restaurant and texts Sheena is like, I need to talk to Lala. Are you guys still at the cat? And she was like, yeah. Are you on a date? Um, back at the cat, James is like, Lala, how does this make you feel? Aren't you thankful you weren't the one making out with Oliver? And Lala's like, that bitch sat across from me and called me a mistress. Well, bitch, I wouldn't be so quick to throw daggers at me. I bet your mom's real proud of you, bitch. <laughs> yeah, bitch. Raquel texts Sheena, I'm here. Can you come outside? Lala's like, there's a woman on the other end of this who is suffering. And Katie's like, yeah, she never thinks about the other woman on the other end of it. She never has. She's never cared. Katie is another example. Katie and I talking to her goes, this is Raquel we're talking about. So I don't know why do we expect her to make a wise choice. Sheena goes outside and Raquel's like, that was nuts. He was like, I'm sure you heard things are going around. I apologize for the situation I put you in. I'm just like, that's not cool. And Sheena's like, cheat on your wife. And Raquel's like, he didn't even stand up when I left from the table. <laughs> what a bastard. <laughs> This guy cheats and he doesn't stand up. Can this guy do anything? <laughs> if he had stood up, I would have given him a second chance. But this bastard stayed seated. So Sheena's like, what are you thinking? And she's like, where's Lala? And she's like, she's sitting down with Katie, some dude she's on a fucking date with. And Raquel's like, my favorite people. And she's like, do you want to walk in? Like, hi, I know you're having your birthday dinner right now, but like. And uh, Raquel's like, I just feel like I need to pull her aside just for a second. And so they cut to inside. And you can tell there's like two tables. There's Ariana's table with Tom, Logan, and somebody else. Maybe it was Brad. I don't know. And then we have the other table with like Lala, James, all of those guys. Inside the group is getting loud. And um, Raquel is walking up. I just thought this was so weirdly ballsy and also not necessary. Uh, you all, I, here's a picture of Oliver really quick that I forgot to put up. Um, so Raquel walks into this party. Um, I, why didn't Sheena just like pull Katie out, but it's probably better to actually show it, I guess. Who knows for, for the theatrics of it. Um, so she goes in and Lala's like, whoa, what's up, mistress? Like literally just such an asshole. Lala's like, I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked. It really is just like, of course you would show up on my birthday and I'm thrilled about it. And Raquel's like, I'd love to chat with you in front. Uh, would you hear me out? And Lala goes up and they go outside and Katie is sitting next to Sandoval and Sandoval, they're starting to have a conversation, which is like, oh, shit, because Katie has got nothing to lose. And by the way, uh, Satchel is right next to her doing this and they start talking and Katie's like, it's just funny to me. It's funny to me. She's like a dumb bitch. And Sandoval smugs like, oh, OK. And Katie's like, and she would have not shown up here tonight on and she should not have shown up here tonight on Lala's birthday. And Sandoval's like, seems like you get a lot of joy out of that. And Katie's like, I don't get a lot of joy out of it, but it's like, it is funny to me. And Sandoval's not laughing. He's like, you're talking about the girl I love right now. Sandoval and I talking to is like, I've seen Katie over the years be very proactively vindictive person. So it's like, she's savoring this, like the best piece of Wagyu steak you've ever had. Uh, not like any of the food at Schwartz and Sandy's, which is like B to C rated. Cause we just got to get it open. Katie's like, you get a lot of joy out of Raquel as well. I think. 
Katie says that's Sandoval. And Sandoval's like, yeah, cool person. And Katie's like, yeah, you uh, you go to the Abbey together at one o'clock in the morning. And Sandoval's like, what the fuck are you saying, dude? Get the fuck out of here, man. What are you even saying with that stuff? He shakes his head, rolls his eyes, his little white nails just glimmering in the darkness. He won't look at her. Out front, Raquel's like, I didn't mean to crash your birthday party. Happy birthday, by the way. And Lala's like, you gave me the best gift, so I'm cool with it. And Raquel's like, okay, cool, cool. I wanted to come here to apologize to you for calling you a mistress, specifically because... And Lala goes, because you're one? And she was like, well, yeah, after today. <laughs> like, what the fuck? My whole world got turned upside down. I had no idea that he was with his wife still. And Lala goes, you wanted to say in Lake Havasu that I was upset at you because Oliver picked you instead of me. But you should have been asking, I know you said you were separated. How long has it been? Those are the things that you ask. Which, by the way, those are the things I asked Randall. And he lied. And Raquel's like, this is why I'm coming to you to apologize to you. Because I didn't realize how easily a man can mislead you into thinking it is one way. And it's having, like, it's completely, and, um, you know, <laughs> like, your current man, Raquel, <laughs> does that as well. Like, I mean, this is all just just so wild. There's like, it's inception. There's all these layers. And also Lala, I do, I would be curious if Lala would be asking those questions if Oliver had chosen her to hook up with. We'll never know. She says she would, but who knows? Oliver, like Lala was like, all like, yeah, I want to get dicked down. Who knows? I want to believe Lala, but who knows? So Raquel, you know, Lala's like, yeah, he was the opposite. And she's like, yeah, opposite. And Lala goes, and now you know how it feels. And I want you to know he's going to get off with this pretty squeaky clean. But the woman always takes the brunt. I will say in this situation, I feel like Tom is is getting it pretty good, too, in this situation. But you're right. Usually they don't. Even Randall has kind of escaped pretty scot-free. I mean, he even had an LA Times article that allegedly put him as a, you know, there's pedophile behavior in that LA Times article that they said they were investigating. And even that we've kind of forgotten about. Um, Lala's like, these dudes get away with fucking murder. And Raquel's like, yeah. And Lala's like, so let this be a learning experience for both of us. And Raquel's like, okay. Raquel did not fucking take this as a learning experience. And Lala goes, I don't want to beef with you. I like you. This is the way Lala kind of like loses me. She's like, I'll trash you. But then like, you know that she's kind of like a teddy bear. And Raquel's like, I don't want beef with you either. And Lala goes, I've been the home wrecking whore. I've been the fucking mistress. I've been all those things. But you know what? We rise above and we know what the truth is. I finally like that Lala is flat out admitting it. Flat out. And Raquel repeats, we know our worth. We were misled in the situation. She does have this obsession with Lala. And that's why I would find it really interesting for them to actually have a sit down conversation without the yelling. Just to have Lala go, what did you do, girl? I would almost that maybe Lala would be the podcast to go on for Raquel. Lala goes. Of course, I see that now. For you, I didn't before. Raquel in a talking head is like, I feel that being single for the first time in my adult life has allowed me to really fuck things up for multiple people and relate. Has allowed me the time to reflect upon who I am as a person. Yeah, well. Uh, she... <laughs> He goes, I think in the past I've been limited myself to only holding my own worth based on other people's value of me, whereas now I'm ready to break that and just think of Tom Sandoval's, how he feels about me. And Lala's like, by the way, in my eyes, of course I'm sitting up here like you're a mistress, you're a mistress. Do I really think you're a mistress? No, you, my love, are not a mistress. 
Don't let anybody tell you that you are. And this is where I'm like, guys, remember, Lala gets it wrong, too. She definitely 100% was a mistress. She is a mistress in this scene. She's a mistress. Lala got it wrong. For somebody's like, I got your number. No, you didn't. Lala, even in this, is like, girl, I know you. You're dumb, but you're not a mistress. And it's like, two things can be true at once. Lala goes... Rick goes, I appreciate you saying that. And Lala goes, okay. And they hug. And it was like a nice scene. If none of this, if we didn't know any of this, this would have been like, good on you, Lala. Good. I'm glad you can hug it out. And Raquel's like, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, Lala. I fucked up. And Lala goes, I forgive and forget, to be honest. All right. Have a good night. Next time on Vanderpump Rules, we see the crew at the beach with a football. And James is like, I want to get in on this game of catch. Guys day! Guys day! Inside somewhere, and then we get to another scene where James is holding a bowl of something, and he suddenly is like, ow, ow, Ali, Ali! He grabs his eye. I think he got, like, juice in his eye. Then we cut to a scene with Sheena and Sandoval at the beach, and Sheena's like, you might laugh this off and think it's not a big deal, but to me, it's, like, a big deal. And, um... Katie said that Raquel's now going after Sandoval. And then Allie goes, she said something about them not having a lot of rules. And James is like, it sounds to me like Katie is saying that Tom and Oriana are in an open relationship. That's where we get this open relationship scene that we saw in the beginning preview went before this season even started. And Schwartz is like, how are you and Oriana doing? And Sandoval's like, it's been a little frustrating. Um, I'm having a full-blown relationship and Ariana probably won't like it. No, he goes, we'll be in the car and I'll be fucking talking. And she's like, she fucking comes at me. And I'm like, what is this? It's a relationship, you doofus. <laughs> You've strayed. She's probably picking up on it. James on the beach is like, shut the fuck up. You make these stupid jokes on the side, Schwartz. And Schwartz is like, take a look at your own fucking life. Yeah, it was bad. It was, no, no, sorry. He goes, you make these stupid jokes on the side. Take a look at your own fucking life. And she was like, yeah, it was a bad joke. And James like, ha ha, it's fucking hilarious. Go make another fucking joke. And he throws a drink right on Schwartz. And she was like, dude, James. And James is like, fuck you, fuck you. And next week, you guys, on Wednesday night, we have DJ James Kennedy on Watch What Happens Live with Tinks. Both people that hate fat people. <laughs> Tinks is the social media influencer that got busted because a lot of her old tweets resurfaced from years ago where she was like, fat people at Coachella, gross. But she's a millionaire now, so live and learn, right? So that'll be a fun one. And you guys, what? Only two and a half hours. We had a lot to talk about. And remember, there's going to be a part two where I'll do some questions, talk about some of the Miraval stuff, and uh, it'll be a much shorter episode than two and a half. But I hope you enjoyed this. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you. If you're not, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're doing a lot of fun stuff over there. And um, that's it. You made it to the weekend. Have the best fucking weekend ever. Um, call somebody and tell them you love them. Talk to your family. Talk to your friends. Take some time for yourself. Drink something good. Eat something great go exercise or just lay around like a bump on a log like Paige DeSorbo um, read a book or don't do anything and I'll see you bright and early on Monday unless you're a Patreon member and then I'll talk to you over the weekend and and that's it um, uh, love you guys bye was this a good end for the show I don't know Betches